listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your co-host, Kaylee. We are on episode 98. Yay! And we are talking about Forspoken. Yay! Um, we... I bought this game. I pre-ordered this game. I was stoked for this game, I like know. from the beginning. <laughs> so, a little bit of history on this game that I know of, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally like a, a demo, a, a graphics demo for the PS4, and it was called like I, I I don't know if it even had a name. To be honest, I think it was just like a just like this demo, this like proof of concept demo but it was this really awesome like trailer-esque scene thing and so many people loved it that they actually wanted square enix to make it final fantasy 16 oh and for the longest time everybody kind of thought that they were going to use it for final fantasy 16 because the world was very final fantasy-esque Um, in fact, the same group that made um, Final Fantasy XV is the people behind um, okay, First Spoken. First Spoken as well. So, um, Luminous Productions is who made the who majority produced yeah. Final Fantasy XV. And you, there's a lot of like elements to that in this game, like some of the like weird arches and stuff that is in the world. Like you, it, a lot of that oh, feels yeah, yeah, yeah. very similar to XV. You're right. I did think that while I was playing this yeah, game, too. I was like, yeah. oh, that reminds me of that. Cool. Um, but yeah, so this game originally was just like this tech demo for the PS4 from Square Enix. Um, it got a lot of hype, and you know they ended up making this game out of it. Um, I was really excited because all the trailers showed like the parkour system, mm-hmm. and it looked fantastic. And I'm like, I want to do that. That looks so cool. And then like they started showing the battle system. I'm like, the battle system looked really cool. Um, and then like there was some weirdness with how they were releasing the game. Um, it had something to do with they were they were not giving out um, review codes to official game reviewers mm-hmm. that they were just like sending out game codes on review or on launch day. So the reviewers didn't have a chance to review the game before launch day for people to go out and pick it up if it's good. And usually when that happens, according to other sources, when that typically when that happens, the game's not very good. So like, Square Enix was pushing this out because they anticipated the game to not be very good. So, like, all these people were suspecting that the game was not going to be great. Um, I have to say, the game didn't... Uh, in my opinion, the game wasn't a total flop. I mean, it, it was okay. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, mind-blowing amazing. But it, it wasn't I f- horrible. I feel like a lot of people have been hating on this game. I've seen a lot of people hate on it. I don't think it was as bad as people were saying. I There were some things that were like, I can see why they were complaining. I don't think it was nearly as bad. As I can't say I've seen any reviews about it or anything out there at all um, about people complaining about it. But like once I kind of heard that they were acting suspicious like early on, 
I'm like, oh, my my hype was yeah. lowered. But, like, I had already pre-ordered the game, and, yeah. like, I was still excited for it, and I still really wanted to play it. So then when we had the opportunity to play it, I I yeah. think I think me and you had a conversation where I'm like, I really want to play this game. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not so sure I want to play it. You're like, we need to well, play I really want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so Kaylee, Kaylee was a champ, and she played the game with me. I rented me. it yeah, well. for free. Hey, you know what? Well, it worked. You got the game down. Spoiler, I guess. I will say, I don't think I would mind owning this game if it ever came on sale, like a reasonable price. Sure. I would not have paid full, full price, price for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. No, I agree. I think I think it is a good one to pick up for the experience of playing it because mm-hmm. it is a fun game. But uh, you know, again, we'll we'll get into more details. Yeah. But like, yeah, if you if you have the option to pick it up for like. 20 bucks at a reuse store maybe do it yeah or maybe get it on like sale on i think it's on steam also so like if you got a decent steam sale on it yeah it's it's worth playing anyway um the game was released uh in january of this year 2023 um we picked it up this uh, i've had it since the game was released but i didn't have a chance to play it until recently yeah um and yeah, so we've been playing it the past couple weeks at least. Uh, you've been playing it maybe a little longer than me. You've been playing it. You you started a little earlier than I yeah, did. Yeah, but but either way, I mean, um, this month, yeah. February. So I mean, the game's only really been out a month. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. So we're gonna go over the story like always. If you guys want to skip the score, the story, you can find the the timestamp at the bottom or in the description where you can skip. Um, I usually put it in like hours and in seconds or yeah, hours and minutes and seconds. Yeah. So like if you need to find the location, you can find it down there. Uh, but we are going to go over this whole story. There's going to be spoilers in there. So if you want to skip the story, it's probably a good idea. Even though like even after you skip the story, we may still talk about spoilers. So like if you are, <laughs> if you have any interest in playing this game and not being spoiled of it, cause there is, there's spoilers in yeah. this that like, it is we talked about. I wouldn't. So. I wouldn't want to know about it ahead of time. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah, if sure. you have any desire to play this game, go play it first and then come back and and hang out with us because I would appreciate that. But if, if you have really no desire to play the game or you don't care about spoilers, then by all means, listen to the story. We're gonna do our best to tell the story. We're kind of going off the plot of like Wikipedia and what we remember of the story. So bear with us if we skip some stuff or um, if it's not a hundred percent accurate. We kind of skim over it. Anyway, it's not super important. Honestly, in my opinion, telling the story isn't super important to me. (laughs) I just do it because that's what we've been doing for seven years now. To be honest with you, there really wasn't a huge story. It's a pretty small story, yeah. So we should be able to get through it pretty quick. Um, So the story starts off uh, as Frey, who's this young woman who has this back history of being abandoned as a baby in this tunnel in New York. Uh, I don't know if it's an actual... I've never been to New York, so I don't know if yeah. it's an actual tunnel called the Holland Tunnel. So she's been given a last name of Holland. Um, I, her her first name isn't even Frey, is it? It's like... Alfrey. Alfrey, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how but, they knew it was Frey, though. Yeah, I was going to say. How did... How I did don't they... know. As soon as I found that out, I was like, but how did they know? <laughs> right. Well, like... Even Alfrey, I don't, I don't think. What was her name on the like police report? Do you remember? No, I don't. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Her name is Frey. She goes by Frey in the game, um, 
you kind of start off the game where she is like trying to get to court and she has this like she she was uh she was picked up for shoplift or for shoplifting or theft or something and um she is facing a court trial for it the judge is like super lenient on her because obviously she's been to court a few times for similar things um being having just been abandoned in this like tunnel she's obviously an orphan she's been to orphanages throughout her life and she kind of talks about it throughout the game a little bit um just like she jumped around from orphanage to orphanage it wasn't horrible but it wasn't you know she didn't have a full support then once she was out of school and out of you know foster foster care care, when she was on her own she kind of was living more or less on the streets um she was getting into it with some um gang-esque people who needed money Some thugs yeah yeah <laughs> so um the judge lets her off super easy for this count of theft um only sentencing sentencing her to community service oh, yeah, yeah. uh she goes she heads back home to her cat where she gives the cat some food and she opens up a bag of money and she's like i'm getting out of this town um, there's a little blip about her and the thugs like trying to you know get money out of her for stealing a car or something, and she couldn't get the car. Oh, that's what the theft was. It was car theft. Oh, okay. I thought it was the money. I guess. No, no. I I think it I was mean, car I theft. Unless unless she sold the car and that's how she got right. the money. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she, she received the money by nefarious means. The the thugs <laughs> the thugs are expecting this car and she couldn't deliver the car, so like she kind of got beat up a little bit, but. She ran away and she got home. She feeds her cat. She looks at her huge duffel bag full of money and she's like, Homer, we're getting out of this town. (laughs) We're going to go somewhere else. So that's like her goal is to leave. Um, However, the next morning she wakes up to her apartment on fire. Come to find out that the thugs have managed to find her hideout location. Basically, it's like an abandoned apartment building. It was like the upper level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They like locked the window and like spray painted found you on it or something. Yeah, and like she just left. I know. I don't don't know why they did. They were just like, and then it screenshot. The next moment, you're you're transitioned to her out on the streets with her cat, which I'm so thankful the cat survived. I know. For sure it was going to die. A hundred percent. I was like, this cat is going to die and I'm going to be sad. (laughs) So yeah, she makes it out. Um, without the money without yeah the money burns up up, so she she now is kind of at this point where she has no money and she has no place to live she's literally on the streets um she has this epiphany that she wants to get her life back in order so she gives the cat to the judge who in some way knows her i i guess from all the yeah you know her being a felon i think she's (laughs) tried to get her onto the right like she sympathizes with her maybe she was the one Maybe she involved? helped find her. Maybe found, she was yeah. involved when she was found. Yeah, in any something. Case. Yeah. So uh, Frey she... gives Homer her cat uh, to the judge, and the judge is like to take care of Homer while, while Frey's gone. gone. And uh, Frey kind of sets off with this, like, okay, I just need to figure figure my life out. Um, while she's like kind of sulking in her misery, um, something like catches her attention. These like fluttery bird things and she follows these bird things and finds a big bracelet on the table of this abandoned like office building 
she breaks into the office building and finds this bracelet and she puts it on and it like attaches itself. Yeah, to her. like it it sucks to her arm and she gets teleported to a uh, different Whoosh. location. Yep. Yeah. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh while she's she she now is in this alternate location and it's like a, it's like a big castle. castle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we're brothers. Yeah, sister, right. right? <laughs> um so she she is kind of there and she's investigating where she's at and all of a sudden she hears a voice and she like is looking around to try and figure Who's out there? what the voice is and it turns out that her cuff is talking to her. It's Van Brace. Van Brace. It's, she go, it, he goes by cuff. <laughs> she calls him cuff. Um, but he, he doesn't really know where he's from. He kind of specifies, he, he kind of says that he was turned into a cuff. He doesn't really say that he's always been a cuff, but he was transformed into a cuff. He knows a little bit about the world. He's able to introduce Frey to Athia, the world that you're in. Um, he's able to identify the castle in some ways and the area that you're in. It's, uh, June or something like that. Um, June. so, uh, he, while, while you're there, uh, a dragon attacks you. Yep. And obviously Frey is from New York, like earth, New York. <laughs> and she is just like baffled at the situation she's in. And now she has to fight a freaking dragon. So she is just like freaking out, freaking out. Yeah. Um, she all of a sudden is able to manipulate like the earth around her and starts firing earth crystals or shards or rocks at the dragon and manages to like defend herself against the dragon. The dragon picks her up and flies and her and the cuff attached to her there. They fly off to this like town where she's like dropped off in the middle of town. The townspeople find her and instantly just figure that she is a demon. Yep. That she is just like not supposed to be there. And um, so she, the guards like poker and send her to the courthouse. It's similar to a courthouse, yeah. like the, the town council. You get like a parallel almost from the. From yeah, the yeah, very similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so while she's there, she's instantly just declared to be a demon. She has some sort of power that she's, she's able to survive outside of this town. Oh, right. Because there's like this, uh, uh, I guess like a miasma, like there's just this negative air and it's almost, I don't want to say it's poisonous, but like there's it's, just something, something's clearly wrong they with kind the world. Of, they kind of call it a corruption. Yeah. Where basically it's infecting animals and the earth and the earth is decaying and the animals are transforming. Um, but and she, she's not affected by it. Yeah. yeah. She's able to maneuver around within this. She calls it the break. And basically, her theory, her her perspective of it is that this substance is quote breaking the world. Yeah, and so she just calls it the break, and the way that the break is spreading to areas and consuming the land and consuming the creatures, transforming the creatures into these monsters and the monsters attack. So, um, the people of this town, the town is called um, Sapal. Sapal, yeah, and. 
they are very weary about this new person who just showed up out of nowhere from outside of town. Because in their world, they're the only civilization still alive that is able to survive the break. Um, what I find really funny about this, by the way, maybe I should save it for later, but anyway, she names it the break. Not anyone else. Oh, she names it the break, and then all of a sudden, everyone else is calling it the break. But on the other hand, though, I noticed that throughout this game, they don't call, they call it the corruption. They call it the corruption. So yeah. I feel like they were consistent with that because I made a mental note of that too. <laughs> yeah. Like she made this up. But the people interacting with her are, you know, they. I think they're just going along with it because she's kind of strange. Yeah, compared yeah. To, I mean, even her clothes are vastly different than everyone else's. Right. So. Yeah. So anyway, um, with the people of Sepal very weary about her, um, they just send her to jail yep. or confinement to the tower or whatever. Um, I think they're they're debating on sending her to death. Yeah, just killing her outright, yeah. just because she's there. She's yeah, yeah she's an unknown. A girl from town, uh, a well-respected girl, as you find out later, um, breaks into the tower and rescues Frey. Um, to the she, slums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She rescues Frey, takes her to the lower um, Sapal, and gives her a place to stay. Her name is Auden. Um, she talks about her parents being nobles, if you will. Uh, her mom... Her mom was like a guard for one of the leaders, and her dad was like a, was a researcher a, for the break. Right. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, and she's lost these parents since. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. So the the mom was lost to the war, or the not the war, the break when it originally started off, and the dad was lost to the break while trying to research it. So like she's literally in Sepal by herself. Um, they're about the same age. I would say they're like 1920s. Yeah, both Frey like and Auden. Um, but yeah, so Auden rescues Frey from jail, gives her a place to stay. Um, and in the meantime, she's trying to convince Frey to go out and find her father's research. Because her father's research is supposed to really help with the spread of the corruption. And because that's what he was figuring out, right. you know. Frey, being from New York and the way that she was raised, she's like, okay, what's the catch? <laughs> what's like, in it for me? Wh what's right, it for you? Yeah. Right, exactly. So, um, Auden is offering Frey a book on the teleportation of how she got to this. How how Frey got to Athia, yeah, the bush. We we'll talk about that yeah. later. Um, in exchange for going out and finding these these research books, so Frey really just wants to get back home at this point. Right. Like the world is insane, and she has no idea what's going on. So like all she wants to do is get back home. Um. And Auden is kind of offering this like nugget of, hey, I can help you get back home, but go out, yeah. go out and do this. Since literally Frey's the only one that can. She's right. the only one that can leave the town because anyone else that leaves gets corrupted. So anyway, Frey finally agrees. Uh, her and Cuff go out to town and hunt down a big tower where she finds uh, Robian. Like an actual guy who an is actual, yeah. conscious and not a zombie. Uh Mostly. Well, yeah. He's, he's half zombie. Yeah, he's he's like corrupted esque. He 
his memory's not all there. His you can tell that he's got like dementia like um symptoms. He's got like spiky bits coming out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's been affected by the break, but I don't know if it's because of his research that he's managed to fight it off or if he's just yeah, it's it's not really clear why he's able to. I think the assumption is that he probably had research on how to fight it. Uh, but anyway, you basically rescue him and try and take him out. I believe the books burn, don't they? Um, doesn't um doesn't the warriors show up and like destroy the place or something? I can't remember. I mean, that's very possible because yeah, you learn about the uh, the Tantas warriors. They they kind of show up and yeah, yeah. fight them, and you kind of is that where you kind of learn about the Tantas? Well, through the whole thing, you kind of talk about the Tantas, and and this is probably a good point to bring them up. Um, they talk about these figureheads of. Um, Athia called the Tantas. And there's four of them. There's four of these Tantas that are ultra powerful. They have magic beyond belief. They are essentially revered as gods in or goddesses in, yeah. in Athia. Um, but they're physical people. And they go and, and they they were leaders in different sections of Athia they oh, yeah. were they were so well revered but then after a while they kind of went crazy yeah and and the craziness started when the corruption started so nobody really knows what happened first if one influenced the other but they started fighting each other and killing the the people that they used to love so dear and for whatever reason Sapal has been excluded from that or I don't think safe. I think it just hasn't reached it or yeah well the the break hasn't reached it the the corruption hasn't reached sapal but like the tantas haven't bothered them a whole lot um but they make it back to town they um frey frey and cuff and rubian rubian makes it back to to town and the people welcome her back with surprise that you know rubian's back like this is amazing well he because it it's well understood that he was a big part of yeah of the world in general but yeah like he's well-revered researcher and you kind of learn later on like even throughout the game like he really was even influential for the tantas if you will right yeah so yeah so um, he was a he, you know, being a, a another major figurehead figurehead within their community. When Frey can bring him back to town, You're everyone really graces. celebrates her, yeah. and um, you know, are welcoming her and everything. Well, that's when um, the Tanta, what's her name, Tanta Sila, yeah. Tanta Sila shows up to town and threatens Audrin or Auden. Basically wanting to know where Frey is. That Frey is... Um, An invalid. Well, she's she's uh, intruding in her yeah. land. Um, she's trespassing. Tanta Sila wants to find Frey. And um, Auden d- refuses to tell Tanta where, where she's at. Refuses to say anything. Frey shows up and has to fight Tanta Sila. But finds out that this... Tanta Sila is just embodied by a demon monster. She's like uh magic she's creature. Using, thing. She's just using them 
as a vessel. If you yeah, will, yeah. So she's not really there, but you fight this like creature that she's kind of, I don't know. In any case. In any case, you <laughs> fight the creature. The Tonta's gone for the time being. The Tonta Sila, in, in this like mix up and, and chaos, has killed several people. One of them being this little girl that Freya or Freya has like gotten to know yeah. while she's been in Sepal. So Freya is just like distraught over this little girl who's died. I, I would give you more information about who the little girl is, but like honestly, it's not that important. It was just I like think, the well, reason to go out and fight Tanta Sila was this little girl. I think part of the problem is though is um she was an orphan, and I think Frey kind of saw herself in this little girl because sure. this little girl pickpocketed her. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she kind of stopped her, and they kind of chatted, and they like, these kids started almost I like they're the first that kind of start idolizing her as a hero, if you will. And I think part of the problem was, is Frey saw this little girl full of potential. You know, that's, you know, same position that she was in. And I think that's why it's supposed to hit home as it did. Like when it ends up being that she ends up dying from this. This attack, attack. from Tanta Sila, Right. So. She takes it personal. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Freya. Freya is really upset about this. And the people of Sepal are really scared of Frey simply because Tanta Sila's after her. So like if the people of Sepal are holding if they harbor her, they right. are also gonna be punished. Exactly. So um the people the the leader heads in Sepal decide to want to send her off to Tanta Sila. Like yeah. ship her off to Tanta Sila. Mm-hmm. However Frey shows up and just says, don't worry about it. I'm going myself. I'm going right to her front door and I'm going to, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're going to have words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> words will be spoken. So that's exactly what she does. She, uh, that's she, a long story short. Yeah, this right? long journey and you end up on the front door, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you, you, go to her, you go to her castle grounds. You fight a handful of monsters outside the castle. You go inside the castle. You fight a handful of monsters inside the castle. Then you knock on her front door and um, you confront Tanta Sila directly. You kind of get a little bit of... Uh, you get to learn a little bit on the, about the Tantas on the way there, because there's paintings that the Cuff kind of talks That's about. That's later. Is it later? It is later. Oh, no, you're right. There's paintings of the Tantas within the, yeah. the hall there. You yeah. kind of learn, like, what, what Tantas, like, what they're known for, like, of the Judge Tanta and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there's... there's um, maybe I should... Bring this up. You kind of see like uh, pictures of what the world looked like before the break, too. Like the the paintings depicting what they looked like and all that. But yeah, you've got uh, also like the portraits of each Tanta um, up on up on uh, the walls yeah, that the they've walls. painted and stuff. So Tanta Sila, she's like the war goddess, if you will. She is known for her strength. Um, Tanta pa- Parv, Parv. Uh, is the judge Tanta. She is known for being fair and trying people regardless of their, you know, their status or um, situation. She she treats them as fairly as possible and giving them an equally fair uh, yeah. punishment, if you will. Um, Tanta Olas is known for her wisdom. She um, she's known for being able to impact people's minds and yeah, yeah and like give them hallucinations but also she's 
got one of the biggest libraries I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tanta Sinta is the the Tanta of love. She's uh, one of the compassionate um, figureheads. I would assume that she's kind of like the leader, if you will, yeah. of the rest of them. Um, so yeah. you go off and you fight Tanta Sila. Uh, Tanta Sila is just like a mess of anger. And, like, there really is no... There's not a whole lot of conversating outside of, like, you're a demon, and you must be slain, and I will kill you sort of thing. So Freya really has no choice but to fight Tanta Sila to death. And upon Sila's death, um, Freya... Freya's... I keep calling her Freya. I know, it's Freya. Um, absorbs Tanta Sila's power. Well, and, uh... From a cuff. She gets the cuff. And right. It's like it absorbs into the cuff almost. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Tanta Sila's cuff drops, and your Freya's cuff absorbs the cuff that Tanta Sila dropped. Yeah. And so then you gain the, the abilities of Tanta Sila. Oh, man, and I loved her abilities. I used I them too, almost yeah. exclusively. I did, I did too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, after that... Um, you decide to go back to, um, Sapal and the people are celebrating your victory and they're really happy that like the big threat of the land is over with. Tanta Sila is gone and no more. Well, I think Frey, isn't there a moment where Frey is kind of like, I thought that killing her would make me feel better, but it doesn't. And it almost seems wrong and all that stuff. And yeah, she goes back and the city is like, Oh my gosh, you're a hero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's like this slight guilt, uh, despite, you know, revenge is not, I don't know. And then it gets, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that that's, that's kind of like a story, like character development. I don't know. Yeah. The, the ultimately revenge isn't going to solve your problems necessarily. It's, it's not going to make any you better. feel any better. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she did the people a justice by ridding the land of Tanta Sila's reign. So like the people of Sapal now are relieved and really the spread of the corruption is starting to slow. And they mentioned that, that it's starting to slow. Um, however, the, uh, the next day, at least it seems like the next day, I don't yeah. know if it was, um, the corruption starts engulfing the town and the lower section of, um, Sapal begins to get corrupted and Frey has to fight off the corruption and fight, honestly has to fight some of the townspeople. Yeah. Um, so all of the people retreat to the upper section where the nobles are staying. Even so like the low life people have to live with yeah. the nobles for, for a while. And all the people retreat back to the upper area and Frey, you know, fights off the, the corruption as best she can, at least fights the demons that are coming from the corruption or the, the corrupted people that are coming from the corruption. Yeah. And she goes back into town and, um, Rubian is there trying to remedy people by using this tree that's in town, this, this like, sap. Yeah. Um, the sap from the special tree is supposed to help um, mitigate the spread of the corruption within people's bodies, which is probably how he was, you know... Keeping it at bay. Keeping alive for this yeah. long. Um, but 
doesn't he die in this section? He he is dying. I he, think. Yeah, he's in the middle of he's dying. He's not well, and they they say that they really need more sap in order to help keep him alive, basically. Right, and the tree in town no longer has yeah, any more sap. They, they, they drain it, basically, of all the sap. So Frey really just wants... I think she goes up to... She goes to look for him. She's like, I just want to go home. You need to tell me how to voosh on home. Yeah. Because he's kind of... He kind of goes... He's going crazy, so he can't even find the words for what it's called. So he calls it the... The voosh. Yeah, to the, the portal to he, other worlds. He, he, when you first meet Robian, he tells her that he knows that she vooshed here. Like, yeah. so she, it's well known that he's crazy, but somewhere in his brain, he knows how to get her home. Yeah. Well, with him dying, she needs to go get the sap from more trees, basically. So right. it's, he's her last hope as far as getting home. It's from her, as far as she's concerned. Right. And from like an overall Athia perspective, um, the people of Athia, yeah, they're safe ish, but because there's still three more Tantas out there that are wreaking havoc on the world, you know, is it part of Frey's best interest to go and pursue them? Frey really doesn't want to. Right. Um, Cuff, you know, obviously has been Frey's, like, companion through this whole game, ha- is kind of pushing her to go and fight the other Tantas. That, like, these people are suffering, you really should just go and get it over with so that these people will yeah. no longer suffer anymore. And she's like, you know what? Their suffering is not my problem. Well, I just need to get back home. Yeah. I don't care about the world. I don't care about you, Cuff. I just want to get back home. And that's, like, her... her- objective dominating whole, yeah. focus in this pretty much this whole I game. I think she even says these aren't my people. I right. don't want I am I don't belong here. I belong I'm not back your savior. Yeah. I'm just She doesn't to get even home. like it when they're calling her hero. Also slightly because she just literally murdered a ton. Right. Yeah. Um but yeah, they they really I think her main objective is to go collect more sap and the whole way their cuff is kind of like but you know this other Tanta's right there, you know, it's, you know, it really would, she's right there. You could just take care of this and end a lot of suffering for a lot of these people. And you could tell she's struggling with it. She really doesn't want to. And she says, no more killing. I'm not killing. Yeah. Anyone so else. she, she kind of just decides to just go to the front door of the Tanta nearby. We'll talk. Is it pre- I think it's pre- Prov. Prov. So yeah, she walks up to Tanta Prov's castle and, essentially knocks on the front door and says, hey, I need to talk to you. Well, Tanta well, Prov is... They, uh, while she's collecting sap, the, the, like, I don't want to say monsters, but you know how Sila had her... Her minions. Her minions. Uh, so Prov has hers, and they approach her and say that you've been summoned by Tanta Prov. Yeah, And she right. thinks she's just going to talk. Well, they basically arrest her, and they kind of make their way down there. So, yeah. Yeah, and Tanta Prov um, shows up like a judge would and starts putting her through trial, yeah. essentially just saying, nope, you're guilty. Uh, but you can tell that Tanta Prav is... She's not all there. Well, she's almost like talking to herself. Like, she's definitely having inner uh, conflict. Yeah. And, you know, she she's judging, but she's judging too harshly, but she's judging fairly. And, like, you can see the struggle within her while she's dealing with yeah. Freya, Frey. Um, and ends up just... Saying, nope, you're guilty. It doesn't matter. You're guilty of murdering Tanta Sila, and, you know, your your punishment is death. 
And Frey just looks at her and says, I demand a retrial. <laughs> and Prov is like, okay, a retrial. That w- I guess we have to do a retrial now. So um, Tanta Prov uses her magic water abilities to send her to this like water prison area where she has to complete a trial. Where if she dies, then she's innocent. And if she wins, then she's guilty. So essentially lose-lose, right? Yeah. Um, so Frey has no real choice but to fight the enemies in this like dungeon thing, which is the trial. And when it's all said and done, uh, Prov decides to attack personally because obviously somebody has to deal with this menace. And so, um, Frey and Prov, uh, fight and Frey wins as she does and um, Cuff does the thing where he absorbs the power, yep. and now Frey has the power of Tanta Prov, which is water. Uh, uh, Tanta Sila was fire, by the way. I don't yeah, think yeah. I ever said no. anything about that. Anyway, so you get the powers of Tanta Prov. All of the surrounding area that was being held up by this like water magic spell is now released, so the area like floods, and Frey... Uh, is kind of, like, left in this, like, watery hole. But now that she has the power of the water, she can glide surf. on top of the water. Yeah, she can surf. <laughs> surf. It's kind of cool. It's it a lot was of fun. fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, So she heads back to... um, She heads back to Sapal, and she delivers the sap to the people. However, she finds out that... um, She's too late. Yep, yep. So yeah, he. I thought he was dead, but you you end up approaching Rubian, and he's like on out of his it. Death. Yeah, he's like minutes from death. Oh, so you find Rubian, but he is on his way at death at death's door. Um, but when you approach him, uh, how did they know that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember now. I think I think there at some point um Prav talks about the daughter, a daughter oh, that has been yeah, born. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think on it basically it's implied that she is I think she says something like Sinta's daughter, daughter, daughter of Sinta or something and like that. And it's kind of not it's kind of almost ambiguous, but like you uh, you know that it's like oh well that's probably and so they they don't even skip around it like you have this discussion between Frey and Cuff where She's like, so am I this daughter then? And then Cuff's like, I'm starting to think that also. Well, when you find Robian on his deathbed, mind you, she asks him about it, and he's he he, he does confirm. Some, he confirms that he's like, I didn't know it until now, but now I'm certain it is you that is Sinta's. Basically, that she is Sinta's daughter. So essentially, to boil it down, she is a Tanta. Uh, of her own, which makes sense. So, you know, she has these powers, she's collecting abilities. Essentially, she is a Tonta, right? Right. So that's kind of the assumption that she's going off of. And now with this new found um realization, it cuff is even pushing harder that these are your people. Like you you're right. meant to be here. Like you have to save these people, right? And she still it doesn't want to fight these people. Um so so then I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, Robian basically dies. Um, and like Frey kind of like leaves to like process. And like the next thing you know, you're in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just all of a sudden you're in New York. I loved this part of the Doesn't game. Doesn't she go to collect? I think she goes to collect something else. 
Um, I think, I think, um, I think she's decided to like try and confront. No, it seems like Auden asked her to go find something else in another section, and you're heading that way. And I thought that was when she had that fight with Auden because oh yeah, she she did. She didn't want to. uh, She still really doesn't want to fight the rest of the Tantas, and I think everyone is like, "You need to do this," like you know. And she's like, "You're not my people," you know. I think even oh, she Auden walks in on Frey going through Robian's books because she wants to boosh home, right? And Auden walks in while she's kind of talking to herself, and she's saying, "You know, he was my last hope. How am I going to get home?" When Auden is sitting there grieving over the loss of her father, when it's clear Frey really is only concerned about her getting home, um. And so there's like that little fight, and then yeah, there's this moment where, like, it it almost is like the next day it fades out or something weird, and then you're just. I thought we were having a flashback. Yeah, I thought so too. We are just kind of in New York, but you're in your apartment, and instead of being the upstairs rundown apartment, it's nice and clean. It's almost like the ideal situation that Frey would want to yeah. be in, where like she kind of has this job interview and like. Auden calls and is saying yeah. how like, hey, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm chatting like a girlfriend's yeah, calling yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And so like Frey's talking about you know going and getting coffee and you know little things along the way, and like you kind of start noticing that like the billboards are glitching out. And if you are reading close, I don't know if you notice this, but if you're reading close at like the billboards and stuff, it says like, it's stuff is like crossed out and it says like Tantas or something. Yeah, I did notice there was a few things like it just didn't quite, it's like even as she's walking, you can tell slowly that things aren't quite right. And slowly even she's kind of like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but there's a point where she meets up with her mother. Yeah, they go to a coffee shop where Cuff actually serves the food. Yeah, <laughs> and like he he, you could tell it's Cuff's voice. Yeah, and the guy serves it, and he's all like pleasant, and he turns around and you can hear him talking like "snap out of it, snap out of it" or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she's having dinner or she's having uh, coffee with Tanta Sila. And not Tanta- Sila. It was uh, Tanta, not Sinta. Is it yeah. Sinta? Yeah, it's Sinta. Okay. Sorry, you're right. Not Silas, Sinta. Anyway, they're all about the same. Sinta, Prav, uh, whatever. All these powerful ladies. Yes. Um, so Frey is having this conversation with presumably, presumably her mother, um, Tanta Sinta, and they're just like having this casual conversation. Um, Sinta like gives her a gift for her birthday yeah. that she doesn't open. And like all of a sudden, Cuff is like, "Frey, wake up! Like you're this isn't what you think it is. You better wake up now." And that's when things start going a little more crazy, and you find out that um, really you're under control of Tata Olas, who is can she's able to like get into the psyche and really just conduct this illusion yeah. world that you're in. Um, and once you start realizing it, Tanta Ola starts kind of fighting back, not herself, but with minions yeah. and these like uh, lanterns. Yeah. So like the lanterns are summoning monsters and you have to fight the monster or you have to fight the lanterns to stop the monsters from 
being summoned in or whatever. I feel like the lanterns were casting the illusion of these monsters that you're fighting. And in order to get them to go away and stop coming, you have to destroy the lanterns. Right. So you got to fight the people first, destroy the lanterns before it spawns in more people. And then it kind of like breaks down the the hold that she has over Frey, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and over time, like you you fight enough of these monsters, you fight a couple bosses, and yeah, it breaks down the illusion, and you wake up in right in front of the Olas's castle, right? Which was kind of nice because it's a long trek. I know. And I was stupid and teleported somewhere else, so I had to make that long trek all the oh, way back, no. <laughs> which was fine, but. Yeah, you you end up getting teleported right there in front of the castle, um, and you basically can just walk on in. Well, essentially, you know, you're back. Obviously, you're back in Athia, and yeah, you you just are like, you know what? Let's we're here. We're confronting Tanta Olas. We're gonna see what what the heck is going on. You make your way up the castle. It's like a big library with multiple levels. It's almost like a big tower. Yeah. And like you're you going from floor still. to floor, fighting all the different lanterns, collecting treasures along the way. And you you make it to the the top floor to the, the like throw, throw room. room yeah. And you find Tonta Olas, who is dead, and the her her cuff falls off like it has been. And Frey just says you know, cuff, do your thing, absorb the magic like you do, and he doesn't. It doesn't say anything. It's just quiet. Right. And so he's, she just is like shaking her do, arm do like, hey, thing. cuff, yeah. come on, you know, do your thing. And instead of absorbing the magic, he teleport the, the cuff on yeah, Frey's on wrist teleports to the cuff on the ground, and he turns into this like big gold monster being thing. It's almost... It looks like an angel. Yeah, almost, almost angel-esque. Yeah, yeah. So he says... He he, he kind of reveals himself as the bad guy through the... Sussurus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's really upset. She's been calling him Cuff <laughs> this whole time. It's Vambrace! <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he... He kind of tells her... Because she can't use her powers now. And he's right, like, yeah. did you think that they were yours to begin with? And stuff like that. Yeah, so now she is powerless. And she's being attacked by this new, like, ain't or not new. A yeah. cuff is attacking her. She just flees the castle and runs away. And is met by a dragon that, like, carries her off, right? Well, she, I think the dragon swoops in and kind of, like defends against him and he kind of mentions oh how how nice you're protecting your daughter and stuff yeah like that. right and she she carries Frey oh, off i think they voosh don't voosh? they oh yeah they do voosh yep they voosh they voosh voosh when we say that we're just talking about teleporting with it like a portal so like this next part i think you go she brings you into this like almost like an alternate dimension but basically you kind of go through this like it's it's the place where the Tantas go to rest. Okay. Oh, yes. So if you read some of the books or some of the like stuff that you collect along the way, um, they talk about how when the Tantas die, they go to a place where they can still look over all of Athia, and that's where you're, you're teleported to. You have this opportunity to talk to all the Tantas who are now sane because they're dead, and um, you have this opportunity to get really the full story. So as it turns out, um, so prior prior to every the break happening, 
there's a war between the Tantas and the Reddig. And I didn't piece much of this together because you have to find this information. But basically, there's this big war between the Tantas and the Reddig. And it's a very fierce battle. A lot of people died. It expended a lot of energy. But the Tantas won. Yeah, they still the prevailed. But the Reddig had managed to summon this unspeakable... This, this demon. Which ends up being Sussurus or Cuff. Um, and what they ended up doing was they separated him into these cuffs. Four, four pieces and transformed them into cuffs. And these, these cuffs, it, they're fine at first, but slowly it kind of eats away at them and their minds and their power. And pretty much, I think it's Tanta Sinta is the only one that managed to fight it off the longest. And, and the only reason she's able to is because at some point she used her teleportation power to go to New York. She gets knocked up in New York. As you do. <laughs> you, in New York. She comes back and now she's pregnant. I thought, no, I think she was pregnant before this happened because she... Uh, she, she was like pregnant during the war or yeah, something. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know really exactly. They don't explain it at all. And no. I don't think it's anywhere in the They kind of talk about the father being... Alfred or something. He's a New Yorker. Yeah, Yeah, he's a regular person. That's it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So, um, yeah. So Tanta Senta, who's now pregnant with Frey, um, she goes to all of the different Tantas and sees their struggle with the demon that they've quote vanquished, but like they're struggling with it in the cuff that they all. You know, they're all wearing, they're, yeah. yeah they're, they all split that 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 burden, demon, yeah. <laughs> that burden between the four of them, and each one of them are fighting it on their own. And um, Sila was the first one to be corrupted by the by the demon, and um, you know started really lashing out at different subjects and killing people on a mass wide scale. Um, and it slowly ate away at the rest of them too. Um, Sinta was the only one who was able to hold it off the longest, probably because she had Frey. Um, Frey was then born, and Sinta like slowly started to lose it as well, and was losing that battle with what is right. Cuff. Um, in a last resort to like really save Frey from the impending doom of what is Athia, she opens up a portal and teleports Frey to... Well, she opens... I think she intended to step through it, but it like sucked out in Frey and the, 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 cuff. the cuff that was on Tanta Sinta. And it closes it up, and I think it's just... Because they're evacuating Janoon, where she is, into Sapal. Right. She's teleporting her people through the Vush that she yeah. was able to create to get them to go into Sapal, where it's the safest at that time. And during this, you find out more about Rubian yeah. and um, Audrey. Yeah. Auden. Auden. Um... <laughs> By the way, she's expl- you kind of you're in the Tanta like world where they kind of are talking about this, but then you go through these different portals to the different Tanta's castles where you're experiencing these like portions of memory that it's explained to you like this. Yeah, and each one you fight like a Tanta monster, I guess. And when you fight that Tanta monster, you get the Tanta power from yeah. them. So each Tanta you go and visit, you uh, 
obtain their, their power again. Because up until this point, after you fought, after the cuff leaves, you have... You, you had no power, yeah, you, right. you're just running slowly. Right. <laughs> um, the whole time, though, Frey is still, like... Processing. Yeah, she she originally her first thought was why would you leave a baby in the middle of New York? Why would you abandon your baby? That's you're a horrible person for abandoning right. your child. And as she learns the full story, she starts to understand no Cinta loved her right. and wanted her to stay, but circumstances. Like, there was things that just was unavoidable, right. and the world was decaying, and really... She, she's realizing that she was, in fact, wanted, because she kind of... Yeah. That's how she goes about it, like, th- that her parents didn't even want her, when, in fact, no, they really did want her. They loved her. You know, even the ta- the other Tantas were excited for her. Right. Everyone, even Auden. It was, it was, it was a big gr- deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a really it was a big, big deal. deal. It was so, sad. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> So when it's all said and done, Frey now has obtained all of the power of all the the Tantas. Tantas. And it's really Tanta Senta with her last, like, bit of energy, with her last bit of um, power, (laughs) she gives uh, Frey a choice. You can either go back to New York and live your life, or you can go back to June and find... Cuff and fight and fight him and and save the world. No, not not to June. Just back to Mm -hmm. uh, Sapal because isn't Cuff is currently in Sapal attacking the people? Okay, because he's trying to rid the world of what what's left. Right, and so he's he's targeting Sapal, trying to kill the rest of the people. So yeah, that's that's her option is to go back to Sapal to help the people or go to New York and let all this go. I didn't choose the New York option, but I kind of wanted to. I but did. I was, oh, what what happened? I, I saved it so that I could follow oh, okay, both. Good. So um, <laughs> it's really dumb. You go to New York and like you show it, like you go into New York and Santa's just like, I understand the choice. No hard feelings. You know, the do, do the best you can. And, like, it shows Frey, like, carrying um, Homer down the streets of New York. And she just goes, I don't know what to do now. And then the credits roll. <laughs> That's it. That <laughs> so, sounds yeah. like my story. That sounds like something stupid well, I would do. Like, what That's now? It. <laughs> you could have been great, but instead you were lazy. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and credits. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good to know. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. I was going to have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the other option is to go to Sepal. And you go to Sepal and you meet up with all the, the townspeople who are in a panic because they're being attacked by a demon. And Frey is able to to fight off the, the demon attack, which it's not really Cuff who's... Uh, yeah, Cuff's attacking, but he's kind of sending in some of the break monsters in. Yeah. So Frey defends the town from the break monsters. She's able to gather all the people in the archives kind of under the, the capital, if you will. Yeah. And... Um, she has a moment where she's able to talk to all of the people of Sepal and they all give her encouragement. Like you can do this. You know what? We, we appreciate all your help on, you know, right. Dealing with everything. They give her some items. They give her some equipment. She has a chance to, you know, save. Say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, save. and she goes off to fight the final boss. Yeah. Um, you have a little bit of interaction with uh, Cuff, a little bit. He basically is just like, 
his sole purpose is to get back at the Tantas because he's so angry that they won that, like, his end game here is to just destroy Athia. And, like, he's going to use all of his power to be able to destroy Athia. I don't know if he, like, was able to absorb the Tanta's powers as well or not, or if he just had his own. I think he's just able to regenerate into what he was. Because it, it was a big battle, and they had... they. I don't even think they could destroy them. They could only separate him. I right, think that's why right. they did it. So, so um, yeah, he he fights Frey, Frey and Cuff duke it out. Um, Frey eventually, like, they teleport to that realm where the other Tantas were, you know, the oh, final yeah, fight yeah. area. And, like, all the Tantas back her in this fight, giving her boosted power, in well, quotes. You're you're on the dragon <clears throat> for a little bit. You're on the dragon oh, yeah, for a little there's bit. Just a little bit of that. But doesn't something happen to her? Yeah, I think she, like... Gets attacked and dies or something. Oh, just so nonchalant. <laughs> nonchalant. She just kind of dies or something. It wasn't that big of a deal because you kind of already said your goodbyes to Cinta earlier. So, like, you know, yeah, the dragon that represented Tanta Cinta is gone. But, like, that wasn't really your mother anyway. It was I just, guess. like, remnants of her. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you're right. She does die and there was a moment of, oh, no, mom, you know. Oh, no. But but yeah, so Frey then confronts Cuff as a whole and wins. And um Cuff is like reduced like in in the fight he like explodes into all his like little, little particles. Yeah, and the last shard she like captures and it turns into like a a tattoo on her arm. Yeah. And so then it, it like teleports to like three months later or something, and she's saying goodbye to Tanta Sinta, who's her mother, and she's like revered from all of the townspeople as like the new the new Tanta, and the break is still out there, the 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 corruption is still there, but it's not intruding anymore. Things are easier in the life yeah. of Sapal. The thing that I found funny, I actually counted. There's only like thirty people left in Sapal. <laughs> So you like, counted all the people? I did. <laughs> well, there was a scene where like they showed all the people, and there was like only thirty of them. There may have been more like hiding somewhere else, yeah, but like that's funny. There, there's roughly like thirty people in town, so I don't know how they're going to repopulate the entire world. But you know, that's not my problem. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Frey, Frey is ne- then kind of seen as the the next Tanta. She's and she's kind of having this inner monologue, like. Because normally you're the whole game you're interacting between it's her and Cuff talking the right. whole time. Where now it's really her inner monologue. Like it's just her talking throughout this whole end. Like things are done. Um and she kinda you know, she, she kinda there I think she Auden and her are talking at some point. Yeah. And Auden was like, you know, Auden you, wants Frey to join the council. The council, yeah. And Frey's like, you know, you're a much better place for a council seat because you know these people. These are your people. They right. look up to you. I don't know these people. I can help protect, but I can't yeah. be there for these people. So, you know, that's it, it's kind of left at that, and and Frey is left to go and you know finish researching and and fighting back the the corruption that is yep. still out there. And at this last little bit, she's like, "Isn't that right, Cuff?" And she, Cuff's like, "There." She along she with says her. something like, "But I'm not alone, am I, Cuff?" And he right. goes, "It's Van Brace." <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So yeah, this yeah. now now she's like permanently bonded with Cuff, who is like a tattoo on her. This gold, it's really pretty. It's yeah, like gold really tattoo. Cool. I was kind of glad they did that. Uh, me too. But I, I mean, feel like they did that out of like a necessity. necessity. Yeah, because yeah, like you you have this brief moment where you you don't use Cuff. Period. And he is what you utilize to like scan the area. Mm-hmm. And like I was walking around hitting that button like crazy. <laughs> me too. Oh yeah. my goodness. Me too. So yeah, it, but it's nice. I, it's I liked that though because I really liked Cuff in mm-hmm. general. So it was a little sad. Like the plot twist got me. Don't get me wrong; it sure. actually did get me because I had no idea what was going on for most of the time. But I was kind of sad that he ended up being the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, welcome back. If Yay. you uh, skip the story, um, we did our best to go over it. I feel like we may have we did okay. We did okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what did you think about the story, Gilly? I didn't like the story at first. Um, I, I just at first, I got really invested about halfway through. Mm. I think once you uh, confront uh, Tanta Olas, <laughs> I wanted to call her Olaf. Uh, Tanta Olas, like you have this like uh, where she's in Frey's psyche, and like after that point, I was really invested. Oh, really? Yeah i I was really interested. I liked hearing all the backstory finally, um, and I kind of wanted to know more. You know, it pretty much for me though. That's the point where I really was booking it to beat this game. Yeah, but I felt a lot better about the story after that point. So, so for me, I was invested in the story pretty much from the get go. Mm-hmm. I was really intrigued by the world and, you know, these deity figures that were going crazy. And I loved that concept of the people still loved these right, tauntas and, and revered them, but they're crazy they and they're crazy. killing people. Like they need to be stopped, but like they're that that mentality was still there of, you know, like Tanta's blessings go with you sort of thing, you know, like that, that concept was really intriguing to me that, you know, even, even though these figures have gone mad and they are wreaking havoc upon your land, you still see them as, you know, this holy figure. And it's, it's very, it's, it's interesting. Well, when you learn the dynamic of, the Tantas and the people in the flashbacks. And, and even Frey acknowledges, like, you realize that the people really, truly did love them. Right. So you understand. And they, and they love them back. Right. Like, it really was a mutual arrangement between the Tantas and the people of Athia, where, you know, the the people were protected by the Tantas in every way. And they were always there to right. fight. And, and really, as you find out more about the story... Even to the end, they were still there fighting. Like, it wasn't them anymore at that right. point. It was Cuff who was, you know, corrupting their minds. So, yeah, it, it I, I enjoyed that. The twist with Cuff towards the end, I thought, was a smart play. Yeah. It, it was a different aspect than, like, oh, yeah, Tanta Sinta's the main bad guy. Surprise, I, you know. The whole time I was playing this game, up until the plot twist... I really thought for a little bit that he was going to end up being her dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they don't talk about it the whole entire yeah, game. I know. I know. And then I thought, 
I, I don't I don't know. I, I thought either he would be another important figure. I, it didn't I wasn't like surprised he was the bad guy. Like it was like, oh okay. It was a plot twist still, but like I really thought he would be because they he there were even moments where even he acted like he genuinely cared about I know, Frank. yeah. Like even during the uh when Olas was in her brain or whatever, you know, the psyche, um, she kinda is trying to get Frey to kinda just kill herself almost and she's like no one would care no one would care at all and the cuff was like i would care yeah yeah it's so weird right uh but but if you think of it from cuff's perspective he needs her to stay alive he needs her to be able to kill all the tantas because he can't do it himself so yeah i mean it's the thing that got me in this whole story was the timing of cuff's reveal as being the bad guy because you, it is with that that Olas scene, mm-hmm. and Tanta Olas has been messing with your head this whole time. You don't know what's real and what's not. So, like, when Cuff reveals himself to be this yes. demon, I'm like, it's just an that, illusion. Yes. Like, that, uh, hardcore, I thought that for the longest time. And then, like, once all the Tantas showed up, and they're like, here's what's actually going on, I'm like, wait. That's serious? Yeah. Like, we're really doing that? that I'm like, no way we're going to get away with Tanta Olas is already dead. Well, that's what (laughs) That seems too easy. You you walk in, and the bracelet falls off, and I think Cuff even says, I think with you breaking down all of the the lanterns, she's exhausted her powers, she's dead. I thought, well, that was too easy. It must be an illusion. And I thought that we were fighting, her beat, I thought she was Cuff. Yeah, there was a moment where you're just like, nah. Yeah, right, exactly. But then, yeah, you have to run without Cuff, and it's just like, well, maybe. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and and the longer you are without Cuff, the more it's like, maybe, maybe it is real. And then, like, you know, then the whole Senta scene happens where, you know, she... It's the dragon and whooshes yeah, yeah. and whatever. And Whoosh. it's like, oh, all right. So we're just moving on. So that must be canon. Like, yeah, that yeah, must be actually what's we're going legit. on here. Yeah, this is happening. Um, I, yeah, I liked the story. I didn't think it was bad. I, uh, yeah, I give it an eight. I give it a seven. I did not like that. The dad thing. Yeah, that, that bothered really me. bothered me. Honestly, that whole situation bothered me. Why why did she go to New York to begin with? What did she do while she was in New York other than having a baby? And who's the father? And what made the father the, so great? Where's the father now? Why the wasn't only, the father there to help and, you know, claim she, the child? Right. Like the only thing I can think is that at some point. There, if there was ever a possibility that the game did good, that there would be a second part because the break isn't gone. Right at the yeah. end. Um, the other thing I noted was um, that Frey didn't have much character growth. She'd had some by the end, but like I don't know. She was she, kind of whiny through the whole game. She's just kind. Of, I, 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 a lot of people, a lot of the, the feedback I had seen online, not that I was looking, you know, I just mm-hmm. seen it. They were complaining about how she just kind of has this, I don't care about anything. About, and I understood that she just wanted to go home, but she was really kind of crappy to everyone, even Auden. And I thought that that was, like, you would have expected by the point where she got really crappy with her. It, it wasn't that 
she just they were fighting over one thing it was just she still was just that crappy of a person yeah like you expect them to be you know all crappy off the streets you know rough life bad you know bad upbringing no upbringing basically and she maintains that clear up till the end almost and i didn't like that i wanted her to have some kind of character growth but to be fair there's not much story like i guess it would be a short time but i just i felt like that she really didn't have a whole lot of character growth for her yeah yeah, I mean, I think the the only bit of character growth was at the very end where she finally accepts her role as Tanta yeah. and, you know, embraces the people and decides but to stay. I have to say, it's very... Uh, I can relate. <laughs> you don't want to do the things. You end up doing the things begrudgingly the entire way, and then it's done, and then you just embrace it. You yeah, guys. right. I did it. <laughs> that was it. all yeah. me. <laughs> Um, I wish that Homer would have been saved. Me too. I wrote that down too. I was sad. And they had, there was plenty of, even the very end, you see Frey, like, uh, parkouring over some buildings and stuff. Why was Homer not, why didn't they save him? He even made it into a cutscene. I know. I don't (laughs) know. And he was so pretty. I know. Sad. Yep. I loved Cuff and her dialogue between the two. Really liked it really repetitive yeah i put that in um i put that in music because i considered it fair i considered it for voice (laughs) acting but like it's fair regardless like yeah there's like a whole like dozen lines of dialogue that they just have on repeat I c- and you can change the frequency of those oh you can yeah so in the settings there's a free uh, a cuff interaction frequency oh. and that you can lower that and like i think it's like normal or more or less or something like that anyway yeah if you bring it down it is a little better but like then there's a lot of silence yeah. which is also weird I personally really liked it when Cuff was gone because oh. she had a few moments of just kind of like, oof, this area is difficult. You know, yeah. it's, it's, there's dialogue, but it's not like a big conversation dialogue that's repetitive, yeah. you know? It's, it just, it sucks because I think that what, I would have been fine with the dialogue if there was just more. Yeah. And I understood each area, each, like, when you would go to a different Tanta's area, like, you unlocked a little bit extra dialogue. Yeah, there was there was a little bit more dialogue about things that but, maybe Frey was thinking about. But or then they were still with. repeating the stuff from the first part. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. Was, I got so irritated after a while, and yeah, that was, I got a little Yeah, bleh. it was it was a little much. The dialogue repeating was a little Which is sad, because sure. again, the characters interacting with each other was great. Like, yeah. they really played off each other. I really liked the, the you know, the snip, the snarky... Banter. You know, yeah, it was yeah. just, it worked. It was really good. And because he was a cuff, like, there was a lot of jokes of, oh, my back. You don't have a back. Oh, I'm just practicing, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. just want to try it out, or something like that. It was funny. Um, I thought that she was very... Her priorities of sleep was very high. She Respect, noticed that. though. <laughs> did she leaves. She's like, oh, let's go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, right. She at one point she's like, I think one of the dialogues is like, oh, I'm not ready to get out of bed. And Cuff says, Well, you could go back in and take a souvenir. And she's like, Yes, a uh, uh, a blanket cloak. Or oh yeah, like yeah, that. I remember that. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, blanket. Cloak. I loved that. <laughs> yes, that was really funny. Um, a lot of the story of past, and this is kind of normal for a lot of video games, 
If you want to know more about the history of Athia, you have to collect the dialogue stuff along the way. Um, however, <laughs> sometimes they would say things, and then the archive would pop up, and it would be the same things. Yeah, I know! And it's like, dude, you just said this! I don't well, need the prompt in the, in the I guess, archive. I guess on the flip side, though, it's there if you'd, like, it's, yeah, it but stick. Like, you should just know that it's there. Well, like, I, you are, you know how to play video games. I, it's in the archive well, if you need I noticed, to know. I noticed, though, that you... When you would read letters and stuff that you find throughout the place, it it they've got it dated, and you would unlock certain dates mm. as opposed to other dates. So I wonder if it's so that when you are done collecting, you can go back and read it all in numer, you know, an order of events yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, that said, though, it relied heavily on the archives, like heavily. Yeah, I mean if you wanted to know all the details of past events to get the full story. Which but which I feel like I, I feel like the dialogue alone told enough of the story to get the gist of what was going on. I guess on. I just am upset that the Reddig stuff it it was kind of important because it explained who Cuff was. I guess, but like from my perspective who didn't get any of the the war, I knew there was a war. I knew that the Tauntas won. Later on, you find out that during that war, a demon was summoned, the Tauntas still kind of won, and split that demon into the four cuffs. It was enough. Like, I didn't need to know more. However, that little tingly bit in my mind that's saying, what was this war? Who were these people? Where right. were they from? Why were they so powerful that the Tauntas had to step in? Why couldn't the Tauntas just eliminate them altogether? What, where, did, where did Cuff really come from? <laughs> right. Is he just a demon from Demon Realm? Like, who is I he? Guess, I guess maybe the reason why I'm saying specifically the Reddick is because I know that's where Cuff comes from. And really what I want more of is I wanted to know more about Cuff himself. Yeah, yeah. And I did not get that. Sure, yeah. I mean, shoot, you don't even get more of Freya. <laughs> yeah. Or Frey. Frey. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I get it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, there was... The story that was there was okay. I just wish for more information and, and less plot holes. Um. I mean, an 8, I think, is generous. Yeah. I think a 7 is probably more fair, but I'm not going to change it. But, like, I kind of feel like you're... I- yeah. Somewhere in between. I, I the last thing I want to say is I also really well. There's two in one, I guess. <laughs> I I like that they were trying something different how to tell this story, and be I, I feel like it could have been better. But on the flip side, the cuffs on the Tantas, the plot. You know, you think that oh, either their powers are in the cuff. Or it's just symbolic in some way. Like, you don't get what the cuff really is until the end. That really, it's part of Cuff himself. Yeah, and he's absorbing to make himself whole again. And I liked that. I thought that was really interesting because if you knew that in advance, you would have just th- you would have known, of course. But otherwise, you were just speculating. Oh well, this must be how you're getting your magic. I'm, I'm getting you're my magic. I'm absorbing new magic, yeah. and yeah, it's unlocking. Right when really he's absorbing himself, and you don't know that. I thought that was really smart. I th- yeah, I thought yeah. so too. I thought it was a genius way of of a plot. Yeah, where like he's becoming whole, and then by the time you get Tanta Olas. Because originally Frey's cuff is Tanta Sinta's cuff, right? Mm-hmm. Then you go and you kill Sila. That's 
Silas Cuff. Then you go and you kill Prov. It's Prov's Cuff. So by the time you get to Olas, who's already dead, and Cuff absorbs that one, he's whole again. Yeah. So that's why he's able to then manifest himself and become right the being yep. that he is. It, it is it is a very interesting um, concept of well and, creating your bad guy, but the good guys creating the bad well, guy. And it's, then when it's you cool. when you think about it, then you realize that since the very beginning of being teleported, he's manipulating her and yeah. you. Yep. You are fully, you fully, I mean, he's telling you, I mean, it makes sense. He's giving you information. Why would he tell you all of this if he's the bad guy? Well, he's manipulating. It's just smart. It was smart. Yeah. That part was really, really smart. And you realize that you've been manipulated from the very, very beginning till the very, you know, even he is like, I don't even remember how I, I got know. to, yeah. I, I know I'm from another world, but yeah, I was created into a cuff. We should I, go find out. I will say I was sus that he knew everything, but didn't know how he became a cuff. Yeah. I oh. Well, he kind of played it off as he was learning as, as you were learning. So, like, it kind of seemed like he was just reading the information a little bit deeper than you were. Because technically, he was translating all of the books for her, mm. right? Because she couldn't read the dialogue, but he could. I see. So, like, he was reading the books to her that she was collecting in the notes and stuff that she was collecting along the way. But they just all spoke English. They just didn't have the same writing you know, characters. I, I forgot about that. Did you notice? Because uh, there's like this small scene where they're sending off like lanterns into the yeah, sky. Yeah, I did. She wrote in their language, mm-hmm. Cinta. I, I thought that was interesting. I thought so too. Yeah, I think Seven, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. This was a good story. I liked it. I didn't think that, I didn't think her character was as bad as I felt like people were saying it was. I understand what they were going for, like this rough kid off the streets, because she's kind of like a punk, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, I, yeah. I am a little bitter about the choice between going to New York yeah, or going to... Yeah, that was kind of sucky. I, I think this was the piece that I was trying to remember earlier. I if you remember, okay. Kaylee remembers. I, you guys won't because y- this was before the podcast. Okay. Anyway, um, so the choice between going to New York and s- staying to fight Cuff. If you go to New York, you just get this cutscene where she's just carrying her cat down the street and she's like, well, I don't know what to do now. And then credits roll. It would have been so awesome to have a whole alternate ending yeah. where she's back in New York, Cuff somehow destroys Athia and finds her in New York and is attacking her in in you know well, you New know, York City. That's what I assumed would happen. I assumed that you either would have the di- full dialogue of going to fight him or you still had to fight him but you had this different dialogue of you've made that decision to go back and right. you still have to be dragged back to Athia or something. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I so think like, that's weird. I it, it's really it's really bizarre that all it was was just like this small like cut scene and then end credits. I just there they could have done so much more with that, and they just didn't. <laughs> so I was disappointed about yeah. that. I wish that they would have tried a little harder yeah. to make that a little more fun. Or at least give you a little a little more something than like, yeah, you made the wrong choice. Yeah. The end. Or like, that would have been a good time to... Uh meet up with the dad or something, I guess. Yeah, and like have the dad sit down and be like, hey, 
you know, you probably should go save your yeah. people, you know? <laughs> Some, something, know something. something to be more heartful than just like, if well, gonna, what do we do now? If you're going to utilize the concept of choosing one or the other, make you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sure, or or make me regret it and let me yeah. see all of my friends die. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Watch Homer die. Yeah, right? Well, that's not what I meant, but okay. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, are you good? You want to move on yeah. to graphics? Now that we've spent almost a, a full hour. Uh, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Um. So, graphics, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I gave it also a 9 out of 10. I kind of felt like it was a little bit generous, but at the same time, I don't. Um... What you have is beautiful. It mm-hmm. was amazing. It was redundant. <laughs> um, I... I disagree. <gasps> How dare you? I feel like... I feel like each region was vastly different from the next. Um, yeah. The regions were very big, so I can see where that would feel redundant. Where, like, the region is so big that it all kind of looks the same all the way through. But as soon as you go to the next region, it looks vastly yes. different than the region before. Hence why I gave it a 9. Right, okay. My problem is, is the re- there's, what, three regions, I guess? There's, like, four. Four. I felt like when you would get, like... You know, in certain games, you've got, like, certain areas where it's very mystically and all of the... And you had some of that kind of, but, like, like where it was just flowers everywhere, it was just flowers everywhere. Yeah. And the the first... When you're on your way to Silas Castle, it's kind of almost deserty, and I... Yeah, yeah the, the deserty stuff was kind of blah. I really like the ruins, though. And going through like the castle, like the villages outside the castle oh, yeah, yeah. that were like really detailed and like the shops along the way and all yeah. that, the housing and everything, that was awesome. And then like you get on top of the roofs and you jump from roof to roof yeah, and you can see all the like fun. alleys and everything. A lot of detail put into that. I guess just the open world. I, I, think, <coughs> I think there was um, on your way to i think the second tanta no uh there was there was uh on your when you first start uh fighting like the crocodiles and stuff you know yeah that was probably the most interesting layout where there's like floating rocks and stuff that was pretty cool um but like that area was the most like diverse as far as like interesting uh formations and stuff like that but like I got really tired of just seeing flowers and hills after a while. Yeah. Um, flowers yeah. and hills and fighting deer. Well, yeah. And then you go to another spot and it's like mountains and rocks well, and fighting, you know. There's a lot of like run down um, caravans, I guess you will. And it makes sense, but like it's like, oh, another caravan with another thing I can't pick up because my pockets are too full. It's just, I got kind of boring. I ever had a problem with my pockets. Oh my gosh. I couldn't pick stuff up. I was opening treasure chests that I couldn't open. Like really? Yeah. I never, ever had that problem. I was trying to upgrade all of the stuff I could. And it just, I, (laughs) I don't know. In any case. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked the graphics. I thought the world looked amazing. The magic looked absolutely gorgeous like it when you're like summoning like fire spears and like they explode inside your enemies awesome 
the the monsters looked really cool. Most of them were like humanoid, like humans that were zo- zo- yeah, zombies break, more zombies. or less. Um, or they were like animals that we have on Earth that are break zombies. So like deers and badgers and bears and oh yeah, the badgers, the, the crocodiles. They and like every time that it would get quote-unquote harder like their the corruptness of them got worse they would look a little bit different yeah a they little would look more corrupt yeah right yeah um the deers looked the, the yeah. like ultra corrupted deers yeah those were really awesome cool. i really the, like those ones um i kind of liked the bears too but i think I just because they were big they were kind of yeah. cool they were hard too like they were hated. so fast oh the bears were fine i hated the birds it took me, well, we can talk about this later, but it took me a while to figure out how to quickly switch between magic to uh, yeah, fight aerial yeah, sure. stuff. Um, but yeah, the I didn't like the birds. I hated, I, they were satisfying to shoot out of the air, don't be wrong. Once, once you figured it out, yeah. it's super easy, <laughs> but like, yeah, the birds can be annoying. The items, um, I there's a lot of items mm-hmm. and a lot of crafting items, but when you see them individually, they look really, really cool. Like the, the crystal like sh- break shards and yeah. stuff. Like all of those look really awesome. Um, I, the castles looked really cool. Like yeah. inside the castles, like there was one castle. I don't remember which one it was, but it looked just like Resident Evil. <laughs> really? And then, like, at one point, <laughs> you saw the break zombies, like, flooding the, the like, oh, yeah, entryway. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Resident Evil. <laughs> like, it looks <laughs> just like it. Like, the dual, yeah. the, the dual like, stair stairways. Like, the stairway that goes up the center and then up the two sides. Like, it breaks off to the two sides. Yeah. And it's all carpeted in red. I'm like, this is Resident Evil. Like, hardcore, this is Resident Evil. I have to say, the break zombies, even when I was OP, like, they weren't gonna hurt me really yeah when they would get too close to me i would go ew ew get off of me <laughs> like i still didn't want them near me and touching me <laughs> um this is maybe more suitable for gameplay but so they put a lot of attention into details of like fabrics and all that stuff and like auden's outfit is mm-hmm. kind of almost elaborate i guess and then all the clipping yeah there's a lot of clipping there was a lot of clipping i that's like the biggest issue with i feel like with moving um fabrics in video games right now is like the clipping like they can't quite figure out yeah. how to keep them organically moving with the atmosphere and not like being and still being solid yeah. objects like they almost have to work together but like they can't quite figure yeah. it out it's weird um but speaking of capes phrase capes were really cool i always i pretty much only used one cape through the whole game and it was like the red one with like all the holes on it oh yeah, yeah. i didn't get that one you didn't get that no, wait maybe i did it was yes, it was I like did. it's like bright red it looks exactly like vincent's cape I got that cape, but I got it uh, almost too late. I ended up getting a blue one, though, and the blue one was really oh, yeah? cool. Then I found one that was a little bit better for stats, and I wore that one, but they I, were so cool. So my... Uh, this is for gameplay, but my problem with the capes was that, like, the capes' base stats were so bad, and I was leveling up just one, and I just am like, well, why would I use this yeah, one when I have this one all leveled up? Like, I'll just keep using this yeah, one. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I worked that, too. I will say, though, I at the very beginning, 
you're talking with that judge um, when she's on like trial, I guess. Yeah. And like this judge's hair is curly, and it it's really nice. The hair it moves like it's flowing, it's curly, it's bouncy. All of these fine details, and their faces look soulless. Yeah, there's something like absent about their faces, and it's everyone's face. It's not just mm. it's not just the judges. It's not I mean, Auden's face was like this. Frey's face was kind of like this. I feel like any the only face that made sense was Cuff's face. <laughs> like there was something about the you face. Didn't have a face. <laughs> well I done. Feel, I feel like the absent faces. Like there was just some like the eyes or I don't know what it was. It's like they had all this fine detail and the faces just look weird. Yeah. And even when they were talking, it was kind of weird. I don't know. It it I couldn't not look at it while they were talking. I was just like, it was Ugh. distracting. Yeah. yeah. Which again, it's a shame because all that fine detail in the hair of the, and that judge woman, you only see her briefly in the very beginning and like once at the end. Yeah. And she, that nice hair, it was all curly and well put together. And yeah, not the, the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't know. I really liked the Tantos familiars. Yeah, I wrote that down too. All oh, the kitties, they're, they're so really cute. cute. I like that they were all cats. They were all cats. They were all like different style. Well. There was like four different styles of cat. There was like there was like the bat cat. There was the butterfly um, cat. the butterfly, the unicorn, um, like the horns. That? One had, one oh had yeah, horns. like the ram horns. Yeah, but then like there was a lot of them, and they just like changed colors out yeah. after after you like saw all all the four or five different styles yeah. of cats. Like they just is like, Oh, now this one's a butterfly, but it's blue instead of green. And now this one's all with horns, but it's yellow instead of, you know, red. I guess, uh, you can buy, um, cat stuff for your room for when they come visit your room. <laughs> I didn't do it, but that's not really, I, cute. I didn't do it either, but yeah, we were, me and Lori were looking that up and yeah, you can buy like cat uh, toys. I loved though, that when you went to like a refuge place that they would be in there doing stuff with you would, sleep with one yeah. they were scratching the walls and yeah, yeah there's like one of them might be floating around oh. on the top of the ceiling oh i didn't or, see that oh, I, had, didn't? I had one that was floating on I, I must not have got them all but there was one that was just floating above the table and he would just sit there. he was black right next to the door he was so cute there's um next to the door there's a couple like um pots mm-hmm. i guess like tall pots and like one of them would be in the pots oh um i had one oh, on yeah, like I, I, I had one on a barrel that was like when you first when you first walk in the door and you turn and you can like go to that big like center stage thing yeah yeah um just to the right before you get into that stage area there was one like on top of a barrel mm-hmm. it kind of looked like a wine barrel or something and then, like, inside that stage area, the cat would fly around the light Aww, right there. Oh, that's so that, cute. So that was really cute. But yeah, and then if you're crafting, while you're crafting... Yeah, one of them the, jumps one up. One will jump on the table. And then if you, yeah, if you go and lay down every now and then, you'll get one that'll hang out and sleep with you, too. They're it's really it's cute. It's really cute. Uh, they also had descriptions that were so stinking cute. I know. I think one of my favorite ones was one of them acted as a judge <laughs> at one point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got that, <laughs> that one. That was really funny. But yeah, I think uh, that was pretty cute. I just wish that you could have seen him like out in the world or something. I mean, my cats judge me all the time. What's well, yeah, the difference? that's <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, the only other notes: uh, parkour was really satisfying when it worked. Yeah. 
Um, however, when you're not parkouring, you kind of seem clumsy. Oh, so you... I feel uh, like I was running into rocks and little stupid stuff all the time. Yeah. So, like, it felt clumsy while she was running around. But once you activate parkour and you're, like, flying around, yeah. it's, like, smooth. I That was kind of more gameplay, which I guess we could mm-hmm. shimmy on into. I gave it a 9 out of 10 for graphics. Yeah, me so too. I said that. Yep. Um, when I would be walking... I would go too far, so I'd back up, but there's, like, this delay of where she needs to stop and then turn around, I guess. Like, that was driving me crazy. Yeah, I had that problem with, uh, you said, we're we're talking about gameplay now, essentially. Uh, But, yeah, I I had that problem when I had to, like, open a treasure box or, like, interact with something. You'd want to jump, but she'd, like, climb up instead or something. Yeah, but, I mean, that was more because I didn't have the powers activated. But I'm mostly talking about, like, opening treasure chests or talking to people. When you're trying to press the triangle button to, like, interact with something, you would, if you're not facing them at their face... It won't interact I with know. them. So, like, you find yourself just, like, doing this, like, <laughs> weird shimmy walk thing around, around their them. body. Yeah. Like, this dance to be able to interact hey, with them. Hey, girl! <laughs> That's really what it is. Like, you're doing this little, like, dance around them to try and interact with them. And was, it just looks stupid. There was a day that I played. I booted up this game. I... I was just having a bad day. I couldn't fight the enemies the right way. My magic kept switching on me. And I kept doing that, where I would just be shimmying around people. (laughs) I'd be walking into walls, trying to... I'd want to jump when she'd climb up something. Or, like, I couldn't get on a platform. But it's just... I was driving me crazy. This one day, I just was so angry. I looked at my husband. I was like, I'm going to have to turn this game off. I just can't play today. I I had an angry moment like that, too. And I, like, yelled at Lori. (laughs) And I, afterwards, I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, I, the, I, the game just had me stressed out, and I really apologize for that. That was absolutely rude. And she, she forgave me, of course, but like, I was, I felt terrible. I just, this game brought out yeah, the worst it, in both it did, of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we've kind of already started talking about gameplay, but I want to go over all the gameplay mechanics like sure. we have been. Um, it's okay. Um, First off, uh, the battle system. Uh, the battle system is a little bit different uh, in that you're primarily using just magic for your fighting. Yeah. Um, the magic depends on what magic you have available at any given time. When you first start the game, the only magic you have available is Freya's purple magic, which is essentially like earth magic. Uh, she can like attack with rocks or make rocks explode or she can make like plants grow out of the ground and attach themselves to enemies or whatever. Um, she can shoot like rock shards. Um, she can like power up big old rock shards and launch them at enemies to have those explode. Um, then you later on unlock red magic, which is like fire. Uh, that's like primarily like swords and close battle melee style. Um, and then you get blue magic, which is like arrow. It's water, but yeah. it's, it's arrows and, and like long distance range type stuff. Um, then green magic, which is it was like targets. Well, it it's weird. They were called darts, but it was like a, a lightning magic oh, essentially. Yeah, right. But yeah, you you fire like little darts at stuff, and then you do like a charge attack, and it'll charge those darts and attack those darts. 
So it was really useful if you were fighting a lot of enemies, but it was kind of difficult to get charged I, up. I used purple magic and I used red magic almost yeah. exclusively. And unless it, I, I think you needed to use a little bit of everyone's during the last fight, yeah, but like. You did. I, I didn't like it was like I got so used to Silas magic because you could just get in there and really attack enemies yeah, but right. before before Silas magic it's just purple and you kind of like keep distance between you and everyone where there you could just go in and hack and slash all you wanted yeah like my primary battle strategy was like distance mm. distance and like throwing stuff at enemies so like Silas magic was great for that because you did have the option for close encounter but then like you could also have the javelins that you threw yeah. at and they would explode and that was like my primary like i would use that purple magic was okay i used that obviously until i got the red magic and i was switching between the two the the blue magic the water stuff was terrible yeah I absolutely it. Well, terrible the worst part is so the blue magic you're able to shoot like a bunch of arrows at once which was really nice it was terrible though it, it never it freaking was, worked well it did but like it Only never one did enemy? it never did any damage like it was doing oh, so yeah. little damage that it was like why am i even using this i think it gets better when you level it up i i did oh, well. and it was still awful i was fighting there was a monster inside one of the like one of the tower things mm. i was fighting a monster in there and it's like close range and the monster's oh, really fast. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking and about. And he does, like, one hit, like, red line, yeah. one hit KO sort of thing. With the big attacks. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he just bombards you with those. So unless you're constantly keeping distance, he's just... And the blue magic was the only one he was weak to. So, like, all I could do was try and keep range and keep firing arrows. And I'm like, this is terrible. I switched to red magic and just went... Yeah. And he was dead. That's what I did. I start... You, you start out at first, like, well, they're resistant to... You know, they're, they're weak against this. So you use that. Yeah, right. And even if they're, like, resistant to the red magic, I just started going in there with the red magic after a while. <laughs> it was while. still it's easier. Still, it was still went quicker than yeah, the right. other magic. <laughs> um... Anything else with battle system? Like, you can swap different magics during your fight. You can lock um, onto targets, so the lock-on feature was you, flawed heavily. They explain how to swap between it quickly. Um, I didn't quite understand it immediately, especially because you only have one magic immediately. There's three ways you can swap your magic. And all three of those ways, they're, they're okay, but there's one that's really frustrating. Well, I'm guessing I know which one it is. I don't know which one it is, but... It's whatever I was doing that kept switching on me mm -hmm. while I was in the middle of attacking. And you don't know what that was? Nope. Okay, so the three ways. The the least obvious way is you have to hit L1 and R1 at the same yep. time. And then it'll bring up your menu and you can use... While, while you're holding those buttons, you can choose which one you want. Um, the other way is your arrow buttons. You can press your arrow yep. buttons to hot and that swap was between the them. Quickest way. That was That was the method I was using. Yep. The third one <laughs> that I realized late game and was ticking me off, too, is if you swipe on your touchpad, it'll oh, change no. your magic. Oh, I should have known. Yep. So if you are pressing that button to go into your menu, you might accidentally swap it. Then when you leave your menu, you're on a different magic system. Surprise! That's what was hit. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. Or it if you brush it while you're moving your hand around or whatever. I would be running around doing stuff, and all of a sudden I'm fighting off little stones. I'm like, why? Yeah. What? And that was the day that I went freaking <laughs> insane. I was sitting there just... Rah, 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 yeah. rah, I was going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that drove me... That drove me nuts. Yeah. Um, for me, what drove me the most crazy was the lock-on system. 
Yeah, if there, there's that. a caveat to the lock-on system that I that took me some time to figure out. If you you can hold you can push in R3, which is a dumb button to push anyway. <laughs> push in R3 to lock onto your enemy. But you can only do it if you're not actively attacking an enemy. The problem with this is that most of your attacks are charge-based. So you're almost always holding down the attack button while you're engaged in battle, at least for me. So like, I'm constantly running around holding down my attack button... While I'm doing that, I'm trying to lock onto targets. Well, you can't because you can't lock onto targets while you have the trigger pushed. So you have to like let go of the trigger, which means your charged attack goes wherever it goes, and then you lock onto your target, which could be somewhere else at this point. And so you finally lock on the target, and then you can start fighting. Once the target dies, it doesn't automatically go to the next target. It just disappears. So, like, you're sitting there firing stuff at your target that's locked on. (laughs) It dies, and you're, like, launching stuff out into space because the other enemies are not within range. My biggest pet peeve about the target thing, though, is... If you target an enemy, but you want to still see everything in the area. So if you push up, Cuff does a scan to let you yeah. know where what enemies are there. So it highlights all the enemies and your items and everything in the distance. Well, if you're locked on to something, it gives you detailed information about the monster you're locked on to. You know how many times <laughs> I've had the break zombie thing appear up on my menu? That's a break zombie. Like, break oh, zombie, really? break zombie, break zombie. I'm like, I, there's a thousand. I need you to tell me where they are. Don't tell me about them. I, I am aware they are break zombies. I can't say I ever had that problem. Oh my gosh, it happened all the time. Yeah, I can't say I had that problem. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's... The gist about the battle system. <laughs> um, there are puzzle treasure chests and doors that are scattered throughout the world that you can open. It's generous to call you call them a puzzle. I really like the concept of completing a puzzle to open the box. Well, and the way you open the box, you push both the... <laughs> That's uh, stupid. Oh, I thought that was cute. Really? I thought yeah. that was the most ridiculous uh, thing. Okay. Anyway, um, I liked <laughs> the idea of doing the puzzle, but all every single puzzle ridiculously easy like two moves they're all like these slider puzzles where like you have to slide the pieces around to put the arrows in the right orientation or whatever you got two pieces that need to connect with like they're almost like like pipes. a pipe yeah. yeah um they 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 actually have different uh varying difficulties and so the very very hard ones she are says in air quotes they're in black and white Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's wow. it. That's it. I solved one of those with like two moves. Yeah. Two I moves. It. it I was sad. And like, don't get me wrong. I understand that they can't be super hard and they can't all be hard because there's so many out there. But when they're labeled very hard, let them be hard. I don't see any reason why you can't just make them a little more difficult, period. Just make them like any other slider puzzle you've ever seen before. Like you just you just slide yeah. pieces around until you figure it out. Like it doesn't, it, they're not in general, they're not that hard, but on top of that, you make all of them to move only. And like, why? I know, sometimes though, I would actually, I would be sliding them and I'm like, I've wasted too much time. I'd reset it. Reset and, it and it's like, boop, boop. Yep. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. I did that too. I think my first one was like that. Yeah. I'm like sliding pieces all over the place. I'm like, I can't figure this out. And then I did a reset. I'm like, Oh, boop, slide, boop. slide. Yep. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
Yo, if I spend too much time, I realize that I've just messed up something yeah. obvious. Yeah. And, and that's, I, th- I think it's comical that the very hard ones were like, and the color was black and white for whatever reason. And it's like labeled very hard. <laughs> and like you solve it in two seconds and then phrase like, Phew, that was really difficult or something like that. <laughs> it was so not. I don't think any of them were difficult. Yeah, I None, none of them that I opened were difficult, though I can't say I noticed very hard ones, but that doesn't mean much. Um, they were on doors and chests. Yeah, yeah. doors and chests. Like some of the doors, some of the doors you could enter the buildings and collect items inside yeah. the buildings, and they could be locked with those. But yeah, it was silly. And then once you finish the puzzle, you, like you said, you push the L L and R buttons yeah. in, and it'll open. Did you know that you could turn those off? No. You can have Did you turn them off. No, no. I, I didn't. But I saw the feature in there. So you have a, an option to just auto unlock treasure oh. chests. So like you don't even have to do yeah. the puzzles. You just skip them. I kind of I thought it was kind of satisfying. You'd press menu, you'd watch it unlock and open up. I, I think I think it was just satisfying. To I do. just thought that it was a stupid necessary <laughs> button press. Same with like you press triangle to open treasure chests, and then you have to press triangle to pick up the item you do you probably had yours turned off halfway through the game i turned mine off too where it auto automatically picked up items so like if you're running around the world you were automatically picking up like weeds and stuff for me halfway through the game for for the first half of the game i was hitting triangle to pick up everything i just liked it better i felt like it was interacting with the game a little more but, like, you would press triangle to open up the treasure box, then you'd have to press triangle again yeah. to pick up the item. I'm like, no, no, no. Just pick up the item. I'm already, already opened here. the box. <laughs> no, I don't want that piece of gold. Right. You know what? Ew, gold. And there were a few times that I would open the box and run away. I'm like, wait, <laughs> no. I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> um, so then there's also crafting and upgrading of equipment and items. Um you can only do it at very specific crafting like tables. tables. Uh, there's a few of them scattered around, like, Sapal that you is, like, your home base. But then you can also do them at your refuge spots or if you made a camp, which we'll talk about later. Um, but basically, you have... It's no different than any other crafting mechanics. You have items that you are able to craft, and you have things that you've collected that you have to spend to craft said item. Um, the biggest one that you probably would do the most of is your healing items. That's what I almost exclusively did outside of upgrading your bag. Um, but yeah, your healing items, I think my, I think I capped out at like 14. I don't know what, what... I don't remember. I think, I think I was more at 14, but I can't remember for Mm -hmm. sure. I, I would just go in and just craft everything that was craftable. Yeah, me too. And upgrade everything. But like, I kind of got, it felt like more of a chore than anything. So then, but like my, my bag or my pockets, I don't know, would just get so full that that was the only way to like be able to collect stuff again. I don't know. I just, I never had any problems with items. Like I literally pick up a lot of stuff. I literally could pick up whatever I wanted though. I wasn't going to every single location. Like I wasn't, I had no effort in I, I put no effort into 100%ing this game. Like, I was mainly focused on going to my next primary destination and doing <clears throat> stuff along the way. I, but, like, that was about it. So, like, I never had a problem where my I bag was full. I was constantly scanning the, like, locations and stuff to find 
like the mana spouts where you could gain that stuff. So I was constantly running to like the grass and I would pick that up thinking that, oh, you know, while I'm already here, I'm going to pick this up. But that really was my main focus. I felt like I was spending too much time trying to always, you know, collect all the stuff that's in every area. There's stuff literally everywhere. And it's nice. The world is vast, but at the same time, the world is almost too vast. So you spend that. I wouldn't, there were like, I think three days in a row where I spent just traveling and collecting crap. Yeah. I I feel like I kind of had different scenarios of that where it was like, I, I had to go to the castle, but like I'll spend, I'll spend, you know, one gameplay session of just collecting stuff and going from place to place to place and yeah. doing that. And then like the next day I'll do the castle and then the next day I'll go around and do stuff and the next day I'll do another castle. So I like, it kind of evened out yeah. a little bit, but yeah, I mean, there was so much to do. Um, speaking of so much to do, the, um, the, the, Sorry. The oh, map destinations. <laughs> oh my gosh. So to list off all the map destinations, you've got the spell fountains, which were fountains around the, the world map that you could collect a specific spell yeah. for. And these were spells that you can only get at these mana like spring. Things. I went to one of those and I couldn't do it because I hadn't fought Prov yet. Really? Prover, uh, one of them, yeah. One of them, yeah. Yeah, they were like, you'll have to come back later. And then I didn't. I didn't <laughs> come back later. <laughs> I I think the only reason I did mine, like, you can go through your spell lists and see the question mark spots. Yeah. And you can look at them and see what they are. Well, you can actually and then it'll mark tell it on the map. Where, yeah, and it'll yeah. tell you where they're at. So, like, I only did the ones that I found that I thought I would actually use. So then I would go and yeah. I would do those. Unless I stumbled upon them while I was out traversing anyway. That was the only reason yeah. I was doing those. Um, the refuge churches and campfires. Basically, there are, like, these churches that are scattered around the, like, the world houses. map. That you could go to that will give you a place to stay. Uh, for the night, in case you're like in a break, a storm, which I didn't put it on my list, but we should talk about yeah. that. Um, and uh, a place to craft items. You can interact with your cats if you want to. Uh, they typically have items that you can pick up there too mm-hmm. if you haven't ever been there before. Uh, but then it's also it marks it as a quick uh, travel spot yeah, on which your is map. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, there's a couple different, like, caves and other things that you can use as that, too. Uh, so it's not just the churches, but it is mostly church- yeah. these, like, church hut things. Um, then you can use the campfire, too, which basically you pick up wood along the way. Uh, like, while you're out doing stuff, you can pick up, like, yeah. wood bundles. And when you have three wood bundles, you can set down a campfire literally anywhere, and it'll give you an opportunity to heal yourself by resting and then you can also craft while you're there the only reason i use that was to craft like typically if i started running out of healing items i would just like park my butt down and use the campfire and i never ran out of healing items really yeah Maybe did, did I played you play on this? easy. That's yeah. why, because I was playing on normal, which normal's not that much harder. But I felt like I was like struggling. Well, primarily with boss fights. Like regular enemies were f- 
okay. Yeah. But every now and then I would run into like a bit of a snag and I need some help. But in my defense, at the very beginning, they don't straight up tell you it's easy mode. They're like, do you want story mode? And I should have known. I you really, really should have known. But I was sitting there thinking, oh, like there wouldn't be this unnecessary like fetch quests or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just, in my mind, it was like, oh, they only want to play it for the story. No, it's easy mode. That wasn't, I just was not thinking is yeah. really the problem. Otherwise, I would have played it on normal. Normal really, I, I don't I don't know the difference because I only played it on normal, but I feel like the bosses were pretty tough. The enemies did the like one hit KO. They weren't one hit knockout. Yeah. They were just like it was heavy one, damage one hit to the red line. Like one hit and if I got hit again, I'd be dead. Yeah. So like that happened way too often to the point where most of my battle strategy was like fight from a distance. Yeah. So a lot of my stuff was like the, the purple magic where I was throwing the, the big dirt bombs yeah. and stuff or using the javelins. That was my primary fight. Um, until the final boss and we'll, we'll get there. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't really know what the difference was, but I felt like I struggled a little bit with primarily the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, the, the campfires would help me, you know, replenish my healing items if I needed it. I usually only did it when I was like outside of a castle or something and I'm like, I'm about to fight a boss. Maybe I should, you know, replenish my healing items instead of backtracking, you know, a mile to figure out, you know, where I, where I need to be to heal up. Anyway, um, there's also the break storms. Um, break storms are heavy, dense storms of the chaos energy or whatever. And it would cause like everything to kind of go with like a blue haze and mistiness. And it would be like stormy esque. And during those storms, the monster, it would spawn these like ghost monsters, which are vastly different from the rest of the the enemies. They're like skeletons, kind of like energy skeletons. They're weird. A lot of them were like dinosaurs, which I thought was very strange. There was like a tall neck dinosaur and like a T-Rex dinosaur and like people, like real tall people. I knew the people and there was like these fish or something like that, but I didn't notice. It was like the flying, the flying fish. Yeah. And I think there was, like, a flying bat, too, that did the laser beams. Oh, yeah, yeah, But, yeah, there was, like, a T-Rex, too, that had, huh. like, a big head. He would, like, waddle around and, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't remember, I maybe, guess. Maybe I just interpreted maybe. it differently than I you mean, did. I mean, they don't really have any features. They're just no, kind of, like, They're black just, and blue, almost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. They almost look like graphical skeletons. Like, what the design team would use to put oh, yeah. skins on top of. So they just stripped them of everything. They look like monsters. Done. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the only way to get rid of those either... It depends on the style of storm. Sometimes the storms would just happen on the world map, and you just have to go to a refuge site and sleep until the next day, and then the storm's gone. Sometimes the storm is in like a very specific town and you have to fight all the monsters to, to get a reward. Yeah, get rid of the break storm and then yeah, you can collect a reward afterwards. Um sometimes the break storm is story driven yeah. and like you have to get to your next destination to be able to escape the break storm. Um but yeah, otherwise they're just like more difficult enemies and that's about it. Uh, oh, and they spawn like 
mad. So like oh, if you're yeah. if you're running through a break storm, enemies are just like boop, boop, constantly boop, popping on top of you. Uh so also in the world map, there are lookout towers that you can like activate to use as a quick travel point, but then also it'll give you like lookout point or it'll you give like, you options on your area. maps. Yeah. yeah. Um there are Tanta statues that are around that you can attack to you gotta, release like, them, yeah, you gotta, and then like, you activate their ability, and it'll, like, give you stat, stat, stat boost. Yeah, you gotta, like, unlock them or something. I don't know if it's from the break or what. That was weird. They, I don't like, understand that. I think they put those statues around to... They're like monuments, right? Well, no. If you read some of the dialogue, some of the book, the archive yeah. things, it they talk about that the Tantas put those there to store their power for future use. Oh, Essentially, I, my guess is, it, if I'm thinking from like a logical story perspective, ta- the Tantas probably stored their powers in those statues to help Frey along the way, assuming that Frey would come and save the day. Maybe. And I'm rhyming, and I don't know why. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. There's these statues around that you can unlock yeah. that will let you enhance your stats. It's nothing major. Um, there are the Tanta Familiars, which you activate, like, the statue and a ghost cat pops up, and you can go and pet the ghost cat, and then he becomes your friend, and then he shows up Hi. at your town. Yep. Or in your, uh, you know, campsite or whatever. There are abandoned towns and caves and different, like, st- like towers and landmarks and stuff along the way that have like enemy encounters that basically you have to go to these locations and destroy the enemy and then you collect a special reward on the map oh yeah the fingernails too yeah Yeah, the nail designs on the map uh you can actually see what the reward is before you go there so like if you look on the map it's like that's nice there's a town here it the reward is a necklace and then you go there you collect the necklace and you go home so like you can kind of decide on based on your world map what you want to do if you want stat increases just focus on the ones that have stat increases if you want different you know accessories go for the ones that have accessories it was kind of nice because like i you got Again, the land is vast, and you get tired of fighting after a while, so you better believe I'm not going in there for a piece of archive of versus, like, oh, a brand new cloak. Well, yeah, right. why, why I'll help myself to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's also these locked labyrinths where you get teleported to this, like, dungeon, essentially, and you just have to make it to the end of the dungeon to fight, like, a boss, yeah. And every room in the dungeon has like a different like mob like attack encounter. Yeah. So like you may have a mass outbreak of break zombies that you have to fight or like a whole bunch of wolves that you have to fight or something like that. And then you clear the room, move on to the next room, clear the boss, you move on to the to the like treasure room and you collect your treasure yeah. and you get warped out. Um those were nice. Those were actually really fun. I did a couple of them. Yeah. But they take forever. Yeah. Like, they're really big dungeons. They usually take, like, 20 to 30 minutes per dungeon. It's kind of a thing. So, like, yeah. I didn't do a whole lot of them because every time I saw them, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. But that's an ordeal. I don't have enough time. That's an ordeal. I think it would be worth it if you were just playing... Like, not the way we're playing. Yeah. Like, we're playing to... If we're you're on just a time like, schedule, but If yeah. you're just casually playing and you're, like, doing everything in every area, yeah, I would look forward to doing those. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the way that we're playing where we're like on a time limit and it's like, yeah, I just kind of want to beat Ain't the game Ain't nobody got time for that. I've yeah. got enough clothes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and that was the other thing. Like, you, you can upgrade your equipment, which is great. You know, it gives you stat boosts or whatever. But like, what you can indefinitely upgrade your equipment. So I had no reason to get a new cloak when, like, the cloak I have is insane. I was thinking about it. I don't think I changed my necklace. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think I used the same necklace the entire way through. But, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, you kind of are right. I felt like I did find, like, the base stats were, like, just a little bit less than what I was at, and it helped me upgrade it further to now, what I was Now, if capable. I could do some way of, like releasing the stats that I added to it to get my items back yeah. that I could put it into yeah, something absolutely. else, but, like, you can't. So, like, once you upgrade it, it's upgraded. Well, and it didn't make you want to upgrade, you know, like, let's say you did, like, I, li- I loved the blue and red capes, but, like, I had already upgraded one that was better than them, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, well, I don't want to waste all, I don't want to have to go and collect more crap, just, uh, right, yeah. and what if I find another cape I like even more along the way? So, yeah, right. it was kind of like, uh, My options. Yeah, and the accessories, you kind of had three accessories. You had the capes that you could collect. Um, Those primarily were, um, like, physical stats and defense and stuff. You had the necklaces that was mostly, like, magical stats. And then you had um, fingernail polish. (laughs) They were designs. Nail designs. They were specialty um, runes that you wrote on your nails in Tanta blood that would they like different buffs give you basically. different yeah they would give you buffs they would give you I like was, different stats I, don't get me wrong I kind of was like eh, at the very beginning but like it was kind of cool because you could actually see it when she's walking yeah, around yeah yeah so that was pretty cool and like the stats were decent so yeah. it was like eh, yeah I'll do it but yeah. I really only did like I I focused on the like battle style that i was on which was basically like fire yeah (laughs) so anything that was like fire damage i'm like yeah boost that like a million percent please (laughs) um so then there are the mutant or like the the, extra hard enemies they show up on the map and there's like a couple in each region and you can like go to those locations and there's like this legendary boss monster thing you fight it and i don't even know what you get like i think coin a coin yeah probably i don't i don't know i didn't i literally didn't fight any of them (laughs) oh i did i found i found like i was collecting the coins a lot i never ever traded anything with them yeah Yeah. so i felt like it was almost a and that that by the end of the game i was just skipping them because i obviously was getting to the end of the game without I, w- I wasn't using the coins and she'd pick it up and she's like ooh nice find like yeah. it was not a nice find <laughs> it would have been a nice find another cloak right <laughs> that was like the only thing I looked forward to was like, at least seeing what the new cloak looked honestly, like honestly for me I was just focusing on stat boosts cause yeah, I didn't care too. I didn't care I had my cloak well, I had my necklace they were already beefed up as best as I could do and the familiars yeah well yeah the familiars we just because they were the fun. kitties yeah right <laughs> um Lastly, there's only a few left here that are world map things. Um, the time challenges. Yeah. Where like one. <laughs> they were they were these like sections of the map where you could go and you have to fight as many enemies as you can within a certain time limit. Yeah. There's and like, like a you get objectives. Yeah, you get like so. points depending on what you do and like yeah, depending on the objective of the task. But yeah, once time's up, then like you get a score and then you get rewards to 
depending on that score. So I did one of those, fought all the enemies in the area, and then I still had to fight all the enemies in the area. I was yeah. like, why am I doing this? Look, more work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it just wasn't worth it to me. Yeah, especially I thought, because I was getting stupid coins. I thought they were kind of stupid too. I, I only did one, and I'm like, oh, that's a thing, and then I moved on. Yep. Well, I was more frustrated because I'd walk up to them thinking that they were one of the Tonto statues, and they weren't. Right. Like, eventually I learned the symbols and got it figured out what was what, but yeah, it was kind of frustrating. Um, so, some of the other gameplay mechanics. Um, cuff abilities. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Cuff has the ability to scan your area, and it gives you this opportunity to see like where treasure chests are, where enemies are, where your navigation path is. That kind of stuff really helps while you're moving around the world. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're the the period of time in the story where you don't have cuff makes that kind of stuff really difficult. So like if uh, oh also you can't do the navigation towers without cuff. Oh. So like you know, you kind of need Cuff, which is why I assume they brought him back yeah. at the very end of the game. Because yeah, there's end game content, right? Still. So after after you beat the game, you can still go out and do all the stuff that you haven't done yet, and you kind of need Cuff to be able to do those yeah. things. So like story, the the story in this case was driven by the need of gameplay, where you still need Cuff to be yeah. able to finish this. So yeah, that's primarily why you're giving Cuff back. Oh. Uh, they also had a. I'm sorry. Are you done? Is that what else were we talking about for Cuff? Oh no, that was it for Cuff. Uh, camera. Yeah, actually, that's that's the next option. Oh, I didn't know we wrote it down. Yeah. Um. There's photo, a lot of options for this game. Photo locations. So oh, yeah. there's there's a handful of locations on the world map that you can go to take photos for the kids back in um. Sapal. Sapal. And uh, the only rewards that you get for that are features in photo mode, and I never use photo nope. mode. Well, so, like, I didn't care. <laughs> I use photo mode sometimes if I wanted to get a good look at something, and it pauses everything. And you kind of get this free, like, freely float around, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, no, I wasn't taking pictures. <laughs> sure. Um, you do get a few side quests from the people in Sapal. I never did them. Um, ever. They were all not side quests. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's why I never did them. <laughs> they were all just like, like you, you would talk to somebody and they'd be like, like the, um, the instrument guy. Oh, yeah, He'd be yeah. like, let me play you a song. <laughs> they'd be like, my butt hurts and I think it's great. <laughs> and he'd be like, that's it. And then Frey's just like, what was that? He's like, it was a song. And then you get a hundred experience points and you move on. Like, that's Yay. literally it. <laughs> you know what? That was a life experience. That was a life experience that you gained. One you'll never forget. At least it, for me. I, I didn't actually fight. If there are other side quests, I didn't activate them. I didn't so like, I I did make an effort to talk to most of the people in town outside of the like last section after you beat the game. Mm -hmm. So like all of literally all of the quote side quests, uh, they I, they weren't even called side quests. They were called something else like distractions or yeah, something like something that. Like, they kind of were. <laughs> and like they were all like that, like just like talking to somebody and you get experience for it. It wasn't like a go fetch quest. Yeah. It was just that. So I thought it was stupid. <laughs> um, you can parkour while traveling traveling the world. Um, there's a few different spell or magic abilities that you get that enhances your parkour uh, navigating. You get like a 
extra jump feature and you get like super fast travel and you get like gliding over the water and then you get the like fire grappling hook yeah, thing. That was nice. There's a few there's a few others that are specialty to the um magic springs or whatever. Um you can get like a buffer if you fall. You get I think Oh yeah, that's also what Cuff did. He like uh Oh uh, he would he would like defend you. Yeah, he would work as like a shield. You. Yeah. Um but yeah like the the biggest problem with that though the the grappling hook specifically there are like these grappling locations around the world and you can identify them because they're typically like yellow yeah um but yeah you would see them and it's like okay activate your grappling mode which was square and yeah yeah you would like <laughs> sorry camera. I'm I'm <laughs> interacting with me. with Kaylee like looking all over the place because that's what would happen like. You would press square to lock onto a location, but your camera's still inverted. Well, for us, anyway, because we use our camera inverted. So, like, I'm trying to move the crosshair to where I want it to be on screen, except the camera's inverted. So, I'm moving the camera, not the crosshair. Freaking drives me insane. The arrows were the same way. I'm, like, trying to fire my arrows, and it's, like, looking all over the place. And I'm, like, no! Invert my camera, (laughs) not my different abilities. Only invert my camera. Please! Oh, it was so annoying. So, yeah, I, like, didn't use that feature if I could avoid it. There were a few spots that, like, you had to use the grappling thing to get up to a certain spot. Honestly, most of those, I'm like, well, this is too hard, and then I left. uh, Most of the time I used the grappling was when I was trying to avoid fall damage. Oh, yeah, I was doing that, That too. That was kind of nice. That, or if you get close enough to a wall, you can press X again, and she'll do, like, the double jump skip thing. Yeah. So if you do it, like, right towards the ground, and it's like, you're falling, 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 and then you do this, like, specialty jump, she's like, oh, she lands on the ground, like, ah, that was nice. (laughs) Nothing happened. (laughs) Nothing to see here. No mistake was made ever. (laughs) Um, So that's all the gameplay features that I have to, that I've written down, anyway. There's a couple other, like, last bits and pieces of gameplay that I'd like to talk about. Are you talk- I, mean, I talked about most of the stuff as you went through them, so. Uh, yeah, the, the biggest thing, um, dodging sucks really bad. I don't think I ever dodged it. Well, uh, you I would, could like, use, parkour away. Well, but... yeah, and that's, well, you can, oh, if you press- there's a button you got to hit, right? Well, if you press circle, which is the parkour button, the magic moving button, um, you can kind of do like a dash to a s- one side okay. or another, and I would do that. But like, it would also use for like um, stamina. Well, yeah, it would use your stamina, but it would also use like if you are getting an attack at you, you can press that to do like a special dodge. Okay. And then like you can attack like a counter attack, which was great, but like it was awful to try and execute. Um. Speaking of awful to execute, you know how after you um, gain all of the abilities from the Tantas Mm -hmm. and you can press in L3 and R3 to like activate the wormhole, the whoosh, to go from like to to avoid damage? Oh yeah, that was awful. It was awful and it would like only sometimes activate. So like during your final boss, and this is where the frust the most frustrating bit of the gameplay came in for me, where I yelled at Lori. Poor Lori. (laughs) Lori. (laughs) How could you? So my first time fight my 
first um, like gameplay session of fighting the final boss, it was getting really late. In my defense, it was really late, and I was already tired. And I'm like, we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to we could not do it. this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, my biggest frustration came in with that that mechanic because when you press in L three and R three, if you if any of those buttons are going in a direction. It prioritizes Freya's movement over the pressing in R3 and L3. Yeah. So she won't voosh. She yes. just stands there and takes damage. And it drove me up the wall. Like, every single time the final boss would, like, fire his laser beam, I'd be pressing that in. And she'd just stand there and, like, get yeah. beaten in the face by a laser beam. And, like... It just, it was so frustrating. I don't think I had that happen a whole lot, but what was frustrating to me is the same thing with the camera where you would voosh. Yeah, and you'd be all dry, yeah, flying except all over the place. you're going slow motion. Slow motion where the camera's like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, looking in all directions because I'm trying to reorient myself with inverted controls. Yep. And yeah, it's just slow motion pain. <laughs> yep, yep. It's that was, bad. It, it, it would have been better if they were to let you do that and just warp you randomly, like within a certain parameter of your yeah. person, and to like avoid the main attack. Like, yeah, but no, it's just I don't it's even. It's like I, this tunnel thing stupid. that you're in. Yeah. I would have rather it, just taken the damage. You know what it reminds me of in Harry Potter when the um when the Death Eaters fly away with their like smoky, misty flying yeah. thing. It was exactly that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's kind of like that. Frey yeah. goes into the warp tunnel and like <laughs> smoky flies away. Purple smoke. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, so the final boss gave me a lot of heartburn. I, yeah. He, he was constantly moving. Just like constantly moving. Um, what's funny is I, I was reading up like, um, tutorials on how to beat the final boss because I was having such a problem. Yeah, and like everyone, every all the tutorials are like, yeah, just like change your magic and it'll be fine. But like, no, I was changing my magic and I was lucky if I was getting like halfway. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing wrong? And like, I finally like I s- slowly after death and death and death and Aww. death and death and death and death. I think I died, like, maybe... I don't think I ever game-overed. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I game-overed, like, a lot. Especially wow. during the final boss, but, like, even during game okay. normal gameplay. But, like, um, I, the, my biggest problem is I would heal, and they would do the, like, one-hit KO attack, and then they would do another one, like, right afterwards. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even... I don't even have time to heal, let alone dodge, so what am I supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, I can, I can for sure say, like, there were moments where I was... I acknowledged, oh... This is this way because I'm in easy mode. Like, yeah. I knew that this, I should have been dead in certain situations and I wasn't. And I knew that that was just the handicap that I had. Yeah. On. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, the final boss did a lot of those one hit KO things. Yeah. Again, it's not one hit KO. It's like yeah. one hit to the red line where, like, you have one HP left. Yeah. Um, but he did that very often. And it was, like, the laser beam, or he did the, like, sky attack where he would jump in the sky and then land on you. The only real easy way to dodge those was to do your voosh thing to escape. Um, Once I learned all those mechanics and all those tells, then it was better, but I was still not doing things properly. And then I realized that 
I'm not playing aggressive at all. I'm playing this like defensive way yeah. that I've been playing through the whole game. And it got me through the whole game, so I'm like, why do I need to change my uh, yeah, my I strategy? See. So once I realized, well, maybe I should just like be forthcoming and just aggressively attack him, I just switched to red, the red magic and just slayed him with my fire yeah. sword stuff. He went it, down like insanely see, fast. My gameplay was very similar to the keeping the distance, you know, fighting from a distance until I got Silas magic. And then I was strictly, I was in there. Destroying <laughs> yeah, but Silas stuff. magic is first. Like that's the first one I know. you would obtain. After I'm just saying spell. like, I, I, I was fighting even a little bit, even after Silas stuff, but like, you know, I would, I would fire from a distance cause you could get enemies done quicker. Yeah. But like once one of her attacks, you can just hit enemies, multiple enemies within a big attack. I was doing that. It was just quicker. Yeah. And that's really what it, I think it was. It wasn't that I wanted to be aggressive. I didn't mind being from far back, you know, fighting that way, but there was so many break the break zombies that I just wanted it done and over with. I just yeah. was, so yeah, I went in there by the end of the game. I was done. I was like, we'll just get this over with. <laughs> I, I think the hardest part for me was every, every attack seemed like it was a one hit KO. So like I was constantly playing defensively because like yeah, every it. attack is a one hit KO. I may as well stay back here where I'm safer yeah. and just fire javelins when I can. Well then I, you know, with, with the final boss, it's like, okay, that strategy doesn't work. Yeah. I'm not even getting like halfway to his health. Like I, I'm doing something wrong. So then I had to change up my strategy to finally beat him yeah. by being just more aggressive. And really, once I figured out that if I'm more aggressive, one, he doesn't attack as much, and two, like I'm healing myself because some of my yeah. stats and stuff heal when you do special moves. So like I was healing myself, so I wasn't using as much health and he wasn't attacking as hard. So like win, win, like yeah. this was way easier. Huh. So yeah, I, I killed him. Like every time I fought before, before the final fight, before yeah. I finally beat him, every fight that I was doing was like, 10, 15 minutes, then I would die and have to do it all over again. 10, 15 minutes, I would wow. die and have to do it all over yeah. again. So then, like, the final one was, like, five minutes. I'm like, jeez, <laughs> I've just been doing know. it wrong yeah. this whole time. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's be, be more aggressive. If you're playing uh, Forspoken, just be more aggressive. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay <laughs> if you okay. die. Just be more aggressive. What did the end screen look like? There was no end screen. Like, or when you died, I mean. Like game over nothing uh, you got like a screen you just like laid on the ground half the time your body is like flying off into neverland oh, okay like sli sliding <laughs> across the ground to neverland and uh you get a screen that just says like quick load oh, load game or go back to the title screen and that's that's it like okay. nothing nothing major Whop. nothing different um but yeah, I did eventually beat the game. What was your final time? Do you do you remember? No, I think I know I at least put thirty hours in it. I want to say I put forty hours into it though. That's insane. I've got it. I'll have to go home and check because I am curious now. But yeah, I I was stupid and didn't record my time. <laughs> it's okay. Um, mine was like twenty three hours. Wow. Which is funny because when we looked up this game, it was only like fifteen hours. Yeah. I think at one point I saved the game and it said like. It said like 13, 13 hours and 50 minutes. And I looked at Lori and I went, man, only one more hour left in this yeah. game. And like, we were only like halfway through yeah. and I, I knew that, but it was well, funny. I once I hit 20 hours, I was like, 
okay. <laughs> like, I knew I wasn't at the end yet, but it was like, something's... Uh, I, I understood there was some give and take, but like 20 hours and I wasn't even halfway... I was only halfway through, maybe. I feel like there was, for me, in this game, there was a lot of learning curve to it. Yeah. Like, I was not... Uh, the battle system was way harder than I was Yeah, I expecting. wrote down on my notes it, that it took me a while to get used to learning everything, and really, even the parkouring took a yeah, little bit of time. Yeah, But towards the end of the game, all that stuff was really easy. Yeah, you're like, able to just woof, everywhere. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I was having a blast towards the end of the game, especially, like, after beating the final boss, and you get to go back out and explore, it's like... I'm now playing way more aggressive, and everything is a lot easier. Yeah. Plus, like, I'm already a lot, like, stronger from, you know, just leveling yeah. up and stuff <laughs> along the way. So, like, everything Beast in up. the world is a lot easier in general. Well, and you're a little more willing to be just... Yeah, because you don't care. Well, normally you're scanning before you walk. You're yeah. Like, is there any monsters? Now you're like, uh, you're, you're like, running through monsters. Cuff, yeah, yeah, Cuff is like, there might be enemies here as you're, like, plowing through <laughs> like a herd of break zombies. You're on top of them, jumping yeah. off of them. Like, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um... I feel like if if you haven't played this game and you're thinking about it, the biggest problem that I had was, like, getting going. Like, the first... I'd say the first couple hours of this game, there's a lot... It's it's primarily story for a lot of the, the like, first yeah. half of this game is, like, big story. First quarter. Okay, first yeah, quarter of the game is, like, heavy story. And then you go to fight Scylla, and there's, like, this big gap of, like, just traversing. Yeah. And, like, if you spend a lot of time and, like, learn the battle mechanics and get familiar with them and comfortable with them, the rest of the game is cakewalk. And that's kind of where I was, where, like, the first part of the game, like, I was struggling real hard with the battle system and, like, yeah. the mechanics and everything. Then, <laughs> like, I was heading off to fight Scylla, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I can barely hold my own during, like, a normal zombie attack like let alone trying to fight a major boss and then like as i was making my way to silas castle which is a long yeah. trek um you just, just kind of pick up on it and it, it gets better and it gets easier um one of the times uh i it was before i was getting ready to fight uh or when when Olas teleports you to her castle, I backtracked and I wanted to find the magic that I had missed with some of the fountains. I didn't end up doing it all because I ended up, I ended up going to one of the places and there was a section that I had not adventured through. So I collected all of the stuff, lots of stuff, lots of mana spouts and all of that stuff. And I collected all of that. I spent like a day doing that. I got to a certain part. I'm assuming I was halfway through. Uh, I was on the opposite side of where I was supposed to be. It told me that I was too far from my destination. I had that a lot. That I did not have it a lot. I've heard of people having it a problem. It was kind of frustrating, especially because there I am looking at these little mana spots, and I'm like, I if I could just reach my foot, just. <laughs> they teleport me back like why yeah um i had that problem a lot when you're like they the game wants freya to just go to this destination and i'm like but i want to investigate yeah. i want to go roam and as soon as you get a little bit too far the game's just like nope you're out of sight of your boundary and it teleports yep. you back and it made the game 
frustrating. It well, it made you not want to uh, in, explore it all because, like, unless you're open to everything, like, honestly, this was my primary problem with this game, especially early, is that there's all this hand holding. Yeah, and that's part of the hand holding. Is this like, you know, if it's not open world, then you know. It has to teleport you where where you need to be. But, like, come on. Game, I know how to play games. Right? Like, most people who are playing games these days kind of get a general understanding of how games are played. What little kid is playing this game? Regardless, even if you've never played a game before, it's kind of inherent that, like, hey, there's an icon on your map. You know that that's your destination, (laughs) and you've chosen not to go that direction. Just let me go that direction. Well, if there's a problem, if if there's a problem with me going in that direction to where like maybe I should not be going there because it you know it, it leads to areas that are beyond what I should be doing. Put a blockade there. Yeah. Like you don't need anything major, well, just like a rock wall. What I didn't you know, understand something. was the area that I was in was very far away as it was. So why was there a limit? At that point, I'm way across the map as it is. Why put that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's just I just there was just a little stretch of land that I just couldn't slightly get to. It's like why at this point are you even and this is like late in the yeah, game. Right. So I don't understand why that was even a thing. Yeah. I I just in general though, I had a big problem with the hand yeah. holding um early game. You don't early like game. when people touch your hands. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the game gives you no it, they give you no credit as a player. Yeah. Like they they just are like for instance, the map. Like they give you the map and then they have to force you to open the map and then they force you to look at the different icons on the map. They force you to open up the, the, the legend on the map. It's like, look game, you have the options there. They're all labeled. You don't need to handhold me on what they do. I can see what they do. It says right there, open, press this button, open the map. I understand that. I can figure that out. You don't need to handhold me through the whole process. And I felt like it did that with every gameplay mechanic of this whole freaking yeah. game. So, like, the first quarter of the game is story and gameplay mechanics that you have to be handheld through the whole thing. And I w- when we were playing, it's hard to not compare this to other games mm-hmm. because that's what we, yeah. <laughs> we've played a lot. So there's a lot right. of comparison <laughs> to be made. But games like Horizon Zero Dawn, they just give you the stuff. Like... The the information is there. You know how they, they tell yeah. you how to open up menus. So like you open up the menu and there's menu options. It doesn't handhold you on how to use a map because it's a map. Yeah. You use the map. They tell you how to open it because it's not just on screen. But that's the extent of it. Like you can open the map by pressing this button. Gone. Instead of this, like you can open up the menu by pressing this button. Press button now. Press X to confirm. <laughs> press X to confirm. Points at the confirm button. Like okay, press the confirm button. Open up the map. Press the map button. Get to the map. You gotta press the legends yep. button. You gotta confirm that you're pressing the legends button. Like please stop. Just I, I can read. <laughs> so yeah, there was a yeah. lot of that. I I typically complain about handholding with Pokemon games, yeah. which is really funny that a Square Enix game is handholding me on every freaking aspect of this game. So yeah, once you get over the, all the handholding, it's it's an all right game. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my biggest concern or my biggest problem right. with the yeah. the gameplay. 
Honestly, was uh, the handle. We've had a of the lot of gripes game. about gameplay. Yeah, I know, but I mean, they were all hit. It, like hit once and miss. Like got, overall, yeah. Once yeah. you got the hang of it, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, it like, was fine by the end. You were able to like it, it. Almost, I think there was a point where I think Cuff is like, you were almost flying there, and it really does feel like you're flying almost. Yeah, yeah. I do wish that they had a better feature of like jumping, like a double jump in the air. Yeah, would have been really nice. I feel like a really handy. Mechanic, especially like late game. I wish she could have jumped higher. I don't yeah. know if you can unlock that later with the spells or not. I don't know. You can jump. You get one. You get a double jump. You, I know the fire jump. Yeah, that's like that that's the only. So you get you get the one boost jump and then you get the fire boost jump. So you kind of have this like double jump up yeah. up a hill, but you can't do that like in the air. Yeah, you can only do that on a mountain scale. Yeah. like yeah, I do wish that there was some feature that you could like double jump in the air to give you extra yeah. distance. But yeah, no, they don't. Womp. Yep. So what did you give her for gameplay? Did we say this already? Uh, no, I gave it a 7 out of 10. 7, that's fair. I gave it an 8, which is definitely generous. I mean, honestly, talking about the hand-holding makes me want to bring it down <laughs> to a 6, but I won't. Um, yeah, 8's eight's okay. Like, it was it was decent. Once you get the hang of it, it's pretty good, but it takes some time to get there. Yeah. Um, uh, music. Uh, What'd you give her for music? I gave it a 6. I gave it a 7. I admittedly cannot think of the music. Okay, well, don't think about the music. How was the voice acting in the your The voice opinion? acting was good. I definitely liked Freya and Cuff's uh, interaction and mm-hmm. dialogue. I primarily cut my score down to a 7 because of the... The, the repetition. Repetition in the dialogue. Yeah. Um, mainly because that was such a, a blatant problem... To the point that they put an option in the menu to drop down the conversation, yeah. I feel like that that's a red flag. Well, I I kind of get it because when you're traveling, there's a lot to collect, so I understand the option being there. But at the same time, like I don't feel like the story was insanely long. They couldn't think of extra dialogue. You know what I mean? Yeah. I again, it's it's tough to compare this to other games but like other games like horizon zero dawn even like final fantasy 15 that had yeah. like banter while you're running around it it's not that repetitive it is repetitive a little bit yeah. but like it's not that bad like literally sometimes she would her and cuff would say something and then like walk to the next area and say the exact same thing like within two minutes of each other like dude come on there needs to be some mechanic of, okay, I can only say this dialogue once every hour. <laughs> that reminds me, not to go back to gameplay, I'm sorry. I wanted to mention also, Cuff scanning, he would be like, there's no monsters here. And then you'd walk two steps and there would be monsters. Oh, really? Yeah. I I, I, I realize I realize he's scanning and then I'm running in the process. Uh. So they're closer, but like... I think to be like no monsters in the area is I I don't think that was the good choice I guess to say I feel like no immediate danger I don't know I, for I me get it, but for me half the time I'm scanning to find treasure chests right yeah so like yeah I I scanned and fought, fought the enemies and then I scan at the end to find the treasure chests and instead of him saying uh, you know oh I see a few treasure chests yeah you know yeah, that would have been, been a lot better than just being like. There's no enemies here. What'd you do, Frey? And then she's like, nothing. I don't know where they're at. You know, like, come on. This is stupid banter. Like, let's just... 
Yeah. I'm not even looking for enemies. I'm just looking for objects, you know, of interest. I will say, though, the music did kind of change when an enemy was near and yep. you didn't scan with Cuff. Yeah. So that was kind of convenient. You're able to rely on that. Too. Yeah, there, there was definitely that notification. The The music changed per, like, zone that you were yeah. in. Um, I really didn't like the uh, Sila's zone. Yeah, I didn't like it was like at all. It was like... The mu- the background music was like a girl like opera singing through the whole section, <laughs> the entire section. Like okay. I don't even remember. This. It's like it's like okay, it's like very ethereal mm-hmm. and like fantasy world of this like ah okay yeah you know and then like it, it's just that constantly just like constantly this like Freya's having this conversation with Cuff and in the background is like like calm down the only other gripe that I really had with game or uh, with music music was that some of the air some of the dialogue sections I had music down and my dialogue up all the way in the menu and sometimes the music was still overpowering the dialogue I don't know if I noticed that Really bad towards the end of the game, especially with, like, Cuff's echo. Cuff would, like, talk in this, like, echoey voice, and I couldn't hear a word oh, he was saying because the music I, was yeah. really loud. Now that you mentioned And he it, was yeah. echoing, so it was like, I, do I, remember I can't tell note. what he's saying. It was like you really had to focus. <laughs> or you could turn on the, the captions, which Man, I, I suppose would have been fine. I couldn't even freaking read the normal stuff. <laughs> I felt like, I felt We didn't old. talk about that. Yeah, I know. I had to wear my... I, I don't wear my glasses anymore now that I don't have, like, a desk job. But, like, legitimately, every night I played this game, I had to have my glasses on. And even with my glasses, I'm, like, pulling them out back and forth, <laughs> trying to, like, see the perfect amount and still squinting to read the text. Yeah, you're you're typically talking about, like, the menus and stuff that the was hard to read. And, like, the, the archives where yeah. they would give you the story. Like, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was. That was one of the first things that I noticed when I first booted up the game is that well the the like HUD information yeah, yeah. was like super tiny and in the corner and I'm like I can't yeah. I can't see that. I moved it up to like large so that I could see yeah, it better. And even then I still yeah, the like health bar was really hard to I see. <laughs> I know, I think at one point my kid walked in, he's like where where's your I don't even know what he called it, but he was like, where's your health bar? I'm like, it's it's there. It's in the corner. <laughs> yep. And he still couldn't find it. Well, I, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. And it had this like weird, like. Where they had the stamina and the HP together. Mm-hmm. It, I understand it, but it's, I feel like it was almost reversed. Like it should have been the stamina underneath the HP on that top. Didn't, that didn't bother me so much, but like it was definitely better once you had more of it because yeah. your bars got bigger. But um, the, the. The HUD stuff, like, had this tilt to it that, like, made it weird to Uh, see, too. Like, it warped it a little, and I didn't like that either. Like, you're trying way too hard to look fancy here, and let's let's not do that. But some of the stuff that was fancy was fancy, though. I didn't mark that down. I should have for for graphics. Um, Like, the particles and stuff, the way the menu... Like, the menus were... You know what was really satisfying? At the end of a labyrinth, when you activated the treasure chest like box Mm -hmm. and it would like explode into these crystals. Yeah. These like gold crystals that would like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were really cool. (laughs) And it would like freeze in the mid mid air. It was really neat. Yeah, Yeah, some of that was 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really have anything else for music. I mean, it was, like, fine, but I had some big problems with, like, the repetitive, you know, dialogue was a big problem. Voice acting, though, was was really good. I know that there was a lot of concern with the voice acting when the trailers came out from, like, the internet, but, like, I didn't care. I I think that a lot of people's complaints, it seemed like I had seen, was that she kind of, it reminded them of a kid that recently started swearing. She did swear an awful lot. Here's the thing, though. In my opinion, it made sense because she was this kid, ra- you know, who really was on the, on the streets. streets yeah. It made sense, and I did. I have heard some cringy teenagers use a <laughs> lot of words that did not sound as you know. Hers was not nearly as awkward. Like it was, it was a lot. But like, I felt like that they were really trying to make her very different compared to the people of Athia. I, I get that, but I didn't like the swearing. Every other yeah. sentence. I'm fine with people who swear. Like, yeah. that doesn't bother me at all, really. But I have a problem where, like... It's just not It's needed. like every sentence, yeah. you're you're dropping an F-bomb, and it's like, okay, can we find some other kind of, you know, yeah. way to say that? Like, please, just... You don't have to drop an F-bomb on every yeah. sentence. <laughs> you, can, you can emphasize... With a good F-word, you can emphasize the sentence beautifully. But, like, you don't need to drop it every yeah. time because it starts to lose its power. <laughs> well, it is kind of true. Like, it doesn't land as well if you're constantly using right. it. Right, yeah, exactly. If I, you A well-placed F-bomb, beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> Truthfully, I didn't care. Really? Oh, I didn't think it, it didn't bother me as much it as just, it, it, it was people. it didn't bother me as far as like offensive, but it bothered me as far as like repetitive. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you know, I know you know how to swear. Can, can we just move I on? I guess it's just uh, to me it just was her character. That's mm-hmm. just yeah. how her and I kinda fair. but to be fair, that's how I felt about her character. It's just she kinda was just to me, she reminds me just a punk on the street. Yeah. Just this punk kid. So yeah, that's it it kind of fit that stereotype, I yeah, guess. Yeah, she was right. You know, that's how the the girls that were chasing her, beating her up. They kind of were talking like that. Too. And I, I don't know. I don't know enough about New York, I guess. But that's just kind of <laughs> what it was like. Yeah, it just fit the bill, I guess. So I gave it a six out of ten. I gave it a seven. Yeah. Um. Overall, I gave it an eight out of ten. I gave it a seven out of ten. I I had a good time, but it took some effort to have that good time. The first, I, I'd say the first, like, hour of the game, I was like, oh, no, what am I getting myself I into? I was, too. I, my husband kind of teased me throughout this because I kind of forced myself to sit down because I had... I forced you to sit down and play yeah, this I know game. you did. <laughs> I... I think part of it was a lot of the, what I had been hearing mostly, you know, I, I was not looking for this information. It just, I would see mm-hmm. it. And it was a lot of like, yeah, it's not really looking good. So like I, and I try to avoid that because it will make me not want to play mm-hmm. it, but I had to force, and I couldn't play this game while my kid was home. Yeah. And I felt like my kid was home an awful lot this month than he normally was. So like, I didn't have, like I'd have to play at night and I was tired at night so I forced myself to play. So like the, for a while, it was like I was just begrudgingly playing this game, and then eventually the story got good. Where I was like, okay, well I don't mind now. And then I liked collecting it. So I did not hate this game. I'm glad I played it. I wouldn't have 
paid seventy bucks for it, yeah. but I might pay twenty bucks for I it. I paid future. seventy dollars. Yeah, I'm for sorry. It. <laughs> well, I under when I remember watching the trailer, and I think you were there. We were watching it at the same time, and it really did look cool. It yeah. looks cool, and and it is cool to play. Yeah. It really is. Like when you're doing the parkour stuff, like it's yeah. fun to jump around and fly on top of stuff. But like you know, there's there is some downfalls with like it's a little clunky when you're flying around. Um, it's a little tough to get started with like the the battle system is kind of clunky um things things just really aren't quite as smooth as i feel like they could be i agree but like I feel by like- the end of the game i kind of got over a lot of that i think some of the big issues i had was just not understanding the mechanics with all the hand holding that they give you they don't tell you some of the key yeah. things that are problematic like the lock-on system I had the worst time with that lock-on system. Well, yeah, they probably described all of this in itty-bitty no, text. No, they didn't. And no, they didn't. I looked back and, like, there's... I looked back in the archives of how to use the, the lock-on system, and it's just like, yeah, you just press R3 to lock on. It doesn't specify that you have to... You can't be attacking. Yeah. And even when you look online, people online are like, yeah, it doesn't work. It's hit or miss. And it's like... Once I figured out, no, it's not hit or miss. You just can't be attacking at yeah. the same time. Then, like, it just worked. Yeah. And then I was fine. But, like, there was a lot of, like, turmoil in that. Yeah. Like, some of those little mechanics that were just problematic that, like, once you figured it out, it wasn't so problematic. Yeah. It's just you didn't it was know. It frustrating it, until it felt, you stopped It felt like a bug because, yeah. like, sometimes, for me, the lock-on system was important. So, like, sometimes it would lock on and sometimes it wouldn't. I didn't know that the trigger was the sometimes. You know, like, sometimes <laughs> I would press R3 and it would lock on just fine. And then, like, it just wouldn't anymore because I'm almost always holding down yeah. that fire button. So, you know. The little things, I, that's that's where I'm getting around with saying yeah. all this over again. The little things that you can struggle with I, that make this game seem worse than it really is. I think that they tried some new things, and I think they could build with this on future games. That's kind of what I was going to ask you. Would you play a sequel if they made a sequel? Well, I can guarantee you the sequel will not be as good as this game. I can you just, think so? I don't think it would be as good as this, the first one. I think maybe s- gameplay would be right. story wise. I don't think it would be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it would be tough to build the only. On that. I think it would be really fun if the story took a twist where like you had to go to New York to like save your dad or something like that would be really cool. I, Can you imagine using her abilities like on top of skyscrapers? Yeah, that, would be cool. like, that would be awesome. I think I would be heavily interested in this game if Cuff was like a like his baby something about him or something to do with him because I really liked his character. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would, be, I mean, I would play it for the podcast, I think. Sure, yeah. But like, if I wasn't doing the podcast, I think unless it had like some, if, if Cuff was somehow the like really important to the story, maybe I would. But I don't foresee a sequel being as good as the first one, I guess. Just from a story perspective? Um, Yeah. And I mean, generally we know that sequels aren't, they kind of, mm. it's hit and miss if they're yeah. good. And I, I just feel like the default would be, it would not be good as the first. I just, I feel like there's a lot of base stuff here. Story aside, I feel like oh, yeah. there's a lot of like 
groundwork that they've made that they could only improve upon. Like the battle system could be a lot more fun. I, I think yeah. there's a few things that they could tweak that I would make it way better. Their button layouts could be improved upon for yeah. sure on some of the I I, the menus. I, there's I, something I that could have been better. I don't like pushing in the joysticks for any commands unless it's like a one-time deal. Like running, yeah, I'll push in the I didn't like pushing in to run. Uh, uh, that's a kind of a typical trope with Yeah, I know. games right now where you got to push in that that button to like Yeah. Mo- to start running. Um Just cuz they're there doesn't mean you have to use them. That that doesn't <laughs> matter so much. It's really just like when you, when you hitting the the two buttons when you're unlocking that stupid thing or hitting them to like do the voosh thing especially if you're going to be spotty about it like <laughs> yeah I we, get that. we need to have that locked down let's let's find a different button combination to do that yeah um but yeah i mean overall like i thought it was fun i had a good time playing the game yeah. i'm not like super excited to go back and play any more of it so i probably won't um but like it's there. There's a lot I of content there that can I, be... I tried to look it up. I don't know for sure, but I want to say you end up finding what was in the gift that Yeah, she oh, has. I was going to say that that was a big plot hole. I think that it's Endgame. You, you, I think you figure out what is in the box. Huh. Um, but, like, I guess you can revisit and redo things, and it's just like, eh, huh. I'm not going to do Interesting. Yeah, I would really like to know what was in that box. Because, yeah. like, that was a big thing. It was like, they made this box be some huge deal that she gave. Oh, I got this little box. and But it, it, we never opened it. You know what's funny, though? Uh, there's a tower that you go to, and it ends up being that's where Frey was born. Yeah, but it's not housed. there anymore. Right. But did you notice the crater before you knew what the crater was supposed to be? Huh. I walked through the map and I kept walking into the crater. There is, it literally is a crater. Mm-hmm. And I walked into the middle of it. And I'm like, why is this here? I thought an enemy was going to like come out or something or like a chest. No, it's just, it was a crater. And then later you find out what it was. But yeah, I noticed that crater. I just thought hmm, that was funny. That's funny. So, yeah. So yeah, uh, my total score was a 40 out of 50. Mine's a 36 out of 50. That's a 7.6 out of 10. I think that's fair. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I I think the beginning of this game versus the end of this game are, it's like cold and hot. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's... I I wish I would have given myself a little more time to play it. I feel like I, I would felt have... like you played it way later than I did. I did. I, I did play. You it were way banking later. on that fifteen hours, weren't you? I was. Yeah. I yeah. got. I started getting like twenty hours in, and I was like, maybe I should tell Danny. I don't think Danny's played yet, but you did start playing before. Uh... Yeah, I played. I played pretty late in the month. Um, I think I finished this game in like two weeks. Yeah. Actually, I think I started playing uh, when Zap Chats came out last. You know just on yeah. the 15th and i you know i beat it just recently yeah. so i mean literally like two weeks um i wish i would have given myself more time because i would have felt less stressed to get it yeah. done sooner um and i would have tried harder to collect more things in which case the final boss would have been easier yeah. and i wouldn't have had to sleep on the couch for a week and a half <laughs> but no, i'm just kidding <laughs> or he didn't make me sleep on the couch <laughs> I did, I did. So that night, I it was getting real late. I think it was like one o'clock in the morning when I got to the final boss, and I, and she's like, "Do you wanna do you wanna try and finish this, or do you wanna just go to bed?" And it was like a Friday night, so I'm like, oh, I get, "I've got time to stay." Yeah, I'm like, "I'm a grown man." I'm like, let's <laughs> just do it. Let's just get it done, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So like, we stayed up 
um, I think it was like two o'clock when I finally finished, but like, yeah, like towards the end, like I was fighting and dying and fighting and dying. And like, he kept doing, like he kept teleporting behind me. I couldn't stay locked on. He kept doing the laser beam and I couldn't escape it. And I just was so, so frustrated and and like exhausted tired you know from a day's worth of work plus being dragged through the mud (laughs) in a video game and i was just i was so angry and Lori was just trying to be nice and she's just like hey you know it's okay you know let's just you know you'll figure it out just come on i'm just like ah just being angry (laughs) and i i had to apologize after that i felt horrible so yeah publicly apologizing to Lori for me being a jerk. <laughs> We're sorry. She won't listen to this, but it's okay. Now she knows. Hey man, that's the the angry that I used to get when I have to wake you up in the morning to go to school. Oh man, Sleep Danny is a, a jerk. Sleep Danny is scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still scared of Sleep Danny. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh man. So, all right yeah. guys, well that's it for this podcast episode. Next month, I believe we're going to be doing Horizon <gasps> the, v- <laughs> the VR Horizon game. I don't I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but it's the the one that came out with the PSVR2. Uh, me and Lori picked up a, a PSVR2, so we're going to be playing that game together. We'll both be reviewing it. Um, we're actually going to play it separately. So like, she's going to play while I'm at work, and then I'll play it during yeah. the evening. So it should work out pretty well. I'm really excited for the PSVR2. I've heard some really cool things about it, like eye tracking and cool. some, some real cool things. So I'll be excited to try that out. So, I mean, with... With reviewing the game, you'll probably also get a mini review of like the PSVR 2, so stay tuned for that. Yay. That should be fun. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast episode, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Okay, jeez. <laughs>